We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, hey, hello. So, how do you like the house I found for you? Beautiful, isn't it? Hello and welcome to Core. This is Core, talking video games from the top to the bottom. The top being, you know, corporate stuff. All the way down to, hey, my game made my PC crash. And everything in between. And we're happy mm. to be here. It's me, Scott Johnson, with Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger. And uh, it is episode 396. I didn't realize how perilously close to 400 we are. That's pretty crazy. Damn. Yeah. The big four zero zero. It's almost yeah. core 40K. Just <laughs> core 40K. 39,600 to go. <laughs> it's basically there. No. We got to start planning. What are we? Let's do our. What is our 40k personalities? Who's is anyone here like a, a full on space marine or a space wolf? I'm gonna be a that? space nun. Ever since I played a nun in virtual reality, I'm I'm all about the space nuns. Yeah, those were cool. I kind of want to be one of those robot um, priests, a techno priests. That's who I want to be. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. I'm, yeah, I John, see it. What, what do you want to be? What do you feel like if in that world? What, what would you? What do I want to be? Yeah. In Man, the 40k that's world, sh- that's a shitty world, guys. Like, it's a real bad I wanna, world. I want to be better. Um, I don't know, a happy, innocent orc. Oh, sweet! It's not a not a part of anything, <laughs> but just <laughs> sits around and lives his best life. He just plays Sega he's, Genesis. He's not worried world. about what's going on. He just sits there with his uh, with his accent and just has a good old time. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, those great. exist. They have, they can't all be crazy and flying weird contraptions and blowing shit up, right? Some of them stay at home and do stuff. I don't think that fits my personality, but that's what I'd want to be. Everybody else seems like they're really I've never been one for authority, so I feel like a space marine wouldn't wouldn't be good. They're kind of all about authority. No. Yeah. You're totally right about that. Yeah, plus they're just way too into it. Like they think they you know what I mean? Like they see this as a really honorable thing in a world that's gone to the universe is trying to kill them. All the Xenos, like everything, not just one Xenos, all the Xenos, like, and the warp, the people, the chaos legion from the warp. Like, yeah, I mean, we need them. We need them. Everything wants humanity dead. But I don't, I'm just saying I'd get executed so quickly in that world because it would be like day two of history class. And I'd be like, this emperor. Yeah. You're making the shit up, what's, aren't you, about this guy? What's he do? What's yeah. he doing? Yeah, what's up with what's the god? Hey. What's going on here? And I get locked up immediately. Hey, yeah. you join the heretics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's kind of a cool you thing to be. You don't have to believe to serve in the spice mines. No. You just have to play uh, Dark Tide. <laughs> Yeah, but that's maybe that's why I don't like Dark Tide. It just seems like my well, my future in that world. I'd be Dark like, oh, Tide is is your offer. You're offered uh, if you repent. You're offered the freedom to fight for the emperor for as long oh, as you get. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Repent. That's the deal. Yeah, that's that, like yeah. digging your own grave. I remember. I think it was the show Prison Break. I was watching one episode where they put a gun to, pointed a gun at a guy, and they're like, "Dig." 
<laughs> and I, I was like, that'd never be me. I'd be like, no, I'm not digging. Just shoot me. Yeah, just shoot me dead. If you're going to put me. me in a hole, you're going to dig it yourself. I'm not doing it. And like by digging it, that guy survived. So, you know, maybe buying time was the smart move, but uh, not me. I'm not. Last thing I do on this planet is dig a hole. Like yeah. that sucks. No, you're going to have to do it. I'll Plus from the space Marine point of view, you don't have the religious zealotry about you to do that. No. You know what I mean? You wouldn't even be yeah. a good like zealot in the Protoss army. I don't think they're <laughs> no, they're so devoted no. to but their, their religions are way better than our religions, though. I'd be a zealot. Their yeah. religion is OK. I do that's, like space religion right. a lot. I like space religions. They crack me up. They intrigue me. They're interesting. Even when they're like, I don't know, Battlestar Galactic had some fun with that. Um, the Expanse had some fun with that. I like those concepts. But if you're asking me if I want to be one of those people, I don't think I want to be them. I think I'd rather. Space religions also a little. Yeah, they're also a little more willing to to operate in the realm of fact. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're they're less about faith overall. The fact that the Omnimessiah exists. Yeah, like yeah, like you get a visit from somebody, you're like, you know, like it changes you. It changes your perspective. (laughs) But also, like even though it's all trumped up, like uh, the Omnimessiah stuff. They have, they have perfectly working things in their life, their day to day techno priest life that confirm their belief, right? Yeah. So everything they, they don't, do, they don't know how it works anymore. My understanding is they lost the knowledge to make that stuff. It just all exists, so they got to care for it and maintain it. Yeah, and they got to bless their guns and stuff. But um, <laughs> I love that crap. There's, love there's that. what I like about Warhammer 40k is there's nothing suggesting that. In the future, when we travel space, that these things won't happen. Like mm-hmm. there won't be, there isn't a warp. <laughs> like I don't know, there there might be a warp, <laughs> and there might be alien races, and all they want to do is just kill us. We'll just be calling them Xenos. Like the Star Trek universe, where like, oh, we met a friendly race. Let's tr- let's exchange helium together, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like no, they just want to murder us. Like everything is just hostile. Most now that they know where, where we are in space, they just want to murder Love us. Love the idea. That that's how diplomacy works in Star Trek. Picard's just like send it over. Yeah. Now we will do it together. <laughs> yep. Make it so. <laughs> you squeak him. You suck it in. You blow it in the other guy's face. You talk funny yeah. for a minute. That's how. Everybody has a laugh, and we all get along. That's how. That's how intergalactic peace is, is struck. Everybody. Uh, that's amazing. I love all that. Um, we're gonna get right to it today. Uh, before <laughs> yep. I. Before I do, though, I want to mention something. So we had a really awesome uh, person in the community named Noter One. Uh, it's like Notre Dame, the way it's spelled, but then a number one. Anyway, he donated a Disco Elysium code on Steam. Oh, shit. One of the greatest RPGs ever made by all accounts. Uh, and we're going to give that away at the end of the show today. So when the show Damn, ends. We're going to make somebody depressed. This is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in the chat room and you're you're like, oh man, I'm glad I'm here tonight. Don't leave because we're not doing this till post show. But as soon as post show starts, we will give that code away. One of you will be the happy owner of Disco Elysium. Tonight. Oh, we're not okay. That's fine. I'm I'm not gonna backseat your contest giveaway, but we're doing it post show. Well, just to, it's just for live people since they're here. Okay, you know? just like yeah, it's a reward yeah, it's for me watching sometimes live. Sometimes yeah, you screw like it up it. so gloriously that people on the podcast might want to hear it. <clears throat> no, you're right. They and they do usually. 
Uh, yeah, I thought we went over this. That's why I brought it up. I was like, I thought we, I thought we had a whole arc where we made Scott do something you didn't really no, feel like doing. No, that's true. What did, how did that go last time? I don't remember how that it went. It went badly. Like, it went badly. Yeah, but people loved it. It ended up being like a really favorite moment in the show's history. But yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to necessarily try to recreate that. <laughs> so I don't try to recreate it, but I'm just saying, like, let's not avoid including it because it might, it might be gold. All right, I'll tell you what. It, it will definitely be somebody in the, it's because I'm doing it in somebody in the chat. It doesn't matter when we do it, but I'll still yeah. do it after the show because nobody who who's at home listening to this, who knows they're not going to win. They don't care. You know what I mean? Well, hang on. I have to push back apart, on that but, too, because okay. if, if it means the difference between the show being two hours, 15 minutes and the show being three hours, 10 minutes, <laughs> I think everyone wants the show longer. They, it's just a meme now. Like, you know, you're like, we got to keep it shorter. We won't include it in the show. So we have a reasonably sized show and everyone's like, boo, boo, make it longer. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. No. Don't even care. You could guys could talk about caterpillars for all I care. Like, just right. don't talk about world of Warcraft. We heard about that. One. <laughs> yeah. You can talk about whatever you want as long as it's not. As long Warcraft. as it's not. Wow. Yeah. That boy, that guy was not happy with all our talk about. Wow. He wasn't the only one. There oh. were a few people, but he- they're going to love this episode because we didn't talk about Season of Discovery. Buckle up, gamers. Yeah, buckle up. Actually, you guys are going to have to tell me. I'm going to have to learn from you because I didn't play it. So, uh, I'm, It's I'm, almost, it's, guys, it's a big thing happening. For those people who are, we're not going to be playing it forever. This is not a WoW show. Don't don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Like, we're not just, doing that. It's just happening now. Well, there's other stuff to play. I've got two chore core games to talk about today. All right? You'll get yeah. plenty of that. Don't worry. I've got an esports game to talk about. I think all of us do. Oh yeah, dude. You've you've you were not selling f- false advertisement. That is a cool game. We'll talk oh. about it. We'll get to it. Um. All right. Before so anyway, yeah. I'm giving away Disco Elysium. Whether I do it before Grandma or after, who knows? All right. And all by right. Grandma, I mean John. Look, you're the you're the conductor. We're trying not to. We're trying to be good serfs and not cause too much of an uprising when it comes to you planning out and doing the show. Sure, I'm just saying. I understand. People people like content, even if it's the lowest effort content from us. That know? is that is true. Well, let's find out if the following is that. It's time to talk about what we played this week, and we're going to start with the finals. Now, you might say, Scott, what is that? Some esport uh, that you're watching, and it's the final games. You know, no. It's a game called The Finals. I haven't decided how I feel about that title. <laughs> I like it, but also I'm like, it's, it's exactly as we described. I'm like, it's yeah, not really I hated thing. it at first. Like, I really didn't like it when I first heard it because I was like, well, that's confusing. It's like naming your band live or the, the, or we talk about this a bit all the time. It's like yeah. hard to SEO your name when you're called The Finals. But if you're a good enough game, maybe it works out in the end. Um, so let's talk about the finals. The finals is rad. Bo talked about it when he was playing the open beta or the uh, closed beta or whatever that was. Open, open. Was it open? Okay. And uh, you were raving about it. Uh, saw you playing some. You shared some video of you playing it, and it looked cool. But I'm like, well, I mean, we've seen a lot of team-based squad shooters lately. Yeah, and, you know, there is a bit of been there, done that with the game. Yeah, for sure. But this looked different in some pretty special ways, mostly environmental destruction. I also like how they really lean into the uh, the vibe of it being a live kind of running man game show sort of thing. Um, but let's start with you guys, since you were able to play with each other. I couldn't because I was doing Greg things on Tuesday, but you guys played some. Uh, we'll start with John. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of the finals? Because I think the finals is is cool, but I need to know if I'm up in the night or if I'm over over-promoting it because I think it's rad. 
What do you think? No, I think it's I think it's solid. I think I think what this does well, you know, because as as you kind of said, this is uh, well worn territory for a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. And so what this game does is the important things, which is the gameplay, is good. It's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shooting feels good. Uh, the running around traversal, all that feels good. Using your abilities feels good. And then what it kind of adds to the table is uh, this branding of being a game show. You know, you kill people and they explode into coins and everything sounds a little bit like a slot machine and everything is just sort of branded on this game show. You're just making money. It's not, it's not serious. This isn't wartime. You're not a hero on the battlefield. You're just out there making cash and having fun. Right. And I think that adds a lot. And then of course the destructibility is a major factor too. I think that also can't, can't be discounted because uh, it certainly leans into a lot of, what I would consider like the highlight moments of the game is, you know, I, I think when Bo and I were playing, there was a moment where I was just, I knew I was on the floor under where I needed to be. And I'm just looking for stairs and I'm like, where are stairs? I just need to find stairs. I need to get up there. I finally found a staircase. And the second I started running up it, it blew up and the stairs were gone. <laughs> yep. Yep. And John's, it, John's still in the phase of the game where he's like, hasn't given in. He, he's trying to be a killer in a world of destruction. It's just fine. But <laughs> yeah, but he hit me at a different phase because most of the destruction was my fault. Uh, <laughs> but I'll get to that. Oh, all right. I'll get to that after he's had his say. I just wanted to advanced in. play is blowing up shit it sounds like to me i don't know if it's advanced it's, <laughs> it's certainly play i mean we it's played a strategy with, we yeah. played with somebody who just they didn't know how to stop destroying and i think bo felt inspired by seeing them play because we were we were doing a match very legitimately trying and we just had this heavy partner that just any chance they could charge they were charging through walls when they weren't charging through walls they were throwing grenades uh, when they weren't throwing grenades, they were smashing things like it was nonstop. And we just stand there. And we just watch them destroy everything around us. You know what? Mm. We won that match mm. and it was a large part thanks to them and their destruction. And uh, it was really impressive. And after that, I think Bo found a calling in life because Bo unlocked yeah, the grenade I, launcher yeah. and nothing was ever the same. Mm. So I had that feeling too. Like my approach in beta was the sort of same as John's play a light, use throwing knives, be tactical, get good kills, get headshots at the state. Like play, this is a shooter, like do the shooter things, right? Sure. There's nothing wrong with it. But I largely ignored the destructibility, except, oh, it's cool when the buildings blow up. And then. But, you know, you don't want to play a lame heavy, right? Like, the heavy guy is the one that does all the destroying. But, you know, you're like, he's got a pot belly. He doesn't look the most badass out of all the dudes. But I've come around on playing the heavy, which is all I play now, because of what John just described. Like, And I've noticed that in beta, too, that, like, it's the game has a capture a point sort of thing where it's like you put up goo walls, set up mines. Here, we're capping the point. we got 60 seconds to turn the thing in. You're not going to get it. We're going to hunker down and in most shooters because walls are invulnerable you know it's hard to get you know grenades only do splash damage so like you got to try and shoot things into holes it's hard to get in there um but i've like just there's you can basically if like 
if the cash out box is on a floor above you, you can take a rocket launcher and shoot the floor and drop the cash box down a floor and like mess up their whole defensive strategy. Or you can shoot the ceiling above with the rocket launcher, open a hole and fire a grenade launcher into where they're holed up because you've just created a new opening. So it's like, it, there's this really interesting game mechanics around like, yes, you need to hunker down, but also the whole environment, like the map can change on a whim, depending on what you're facing. And I just find it immensely satisfying to destroy the environment and create chaos so that people can't peacefully steal your cash out box. And, um, I love it. I had some time in the game as well. Not with you guys. I wish I would have, but, um, I had a blast. Uh, the thing I noticed though, very early in my, in my initial play was, um, with two randos and, it's teams of three. We should mention that three teams of three. Most of them. Is there? I don't know yeah. if there's anything different. I think that's uh, what there's it always is. quick cash, which is three teams of three, and then there's the other one, bank it, which is four teams of three. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that, but um, it's always a three stack. It's always a three stack. Yeah, and they and I was having a great time, but I, I, I have these conventional ideas of what a shooter does geometrically, and one of them was, oh, we're all coming out on this this bridge. That's the exit point from the spawn. So that's, of course, where we're going to come charging across. And we're going to do that every time because that's the bridge. And then a guy blew up the bridge. <laughs> yeah. And it's nothing but a death fall below that. And I went, oh, shit. You have and to think of these the things. So now it's like, find the ropes, find the stuff, use your kit, uh, get around other ways, fly through that window, and then you know grapple onto it. Like all these different ways of approaching it. Meanwhile, the other team is taking advantage of the fact that they killed our main road into there. So now we're all having to do alternates. Meanwhile, that gives them an advantage to hurry up and get with their cash box. But then if we're smart, we get there and do like you were saying, we literally can drop the, the floor out from underneath them and hurt them real bad doing that um, and also change up their whole strategy. It's really something to watch. And, it, and I think that's the mix that makes this different because otherwise – if this was just Counter-Strike or Apex Legends or something, the fast-paced gameplay is there, you know, run around, slide to a, or, uh, slide into a, a piece of cover, um, headshot this, do that, whatever. Uh, there are, you can heal, depending on your kit, you can heal each other as well. So there's all, like a lot of the stuff you're used to in those kinds of games. But then they just took this other element that I feel like maybe even EA was trying to work on for so long with Battlefield and never quite got right with destructible environments. It was more eye candy than anything else. It didn't feel very strategic. This suddenly feels like an actual part of the game game, not just the look of the game or the feel of the game, but the game is played by blowing up crap. And turns out that's a fun, that's a fun combo. See, I even learned the other day you can, you can, um, break walls with the sledgehammer. So there's, there's melee weapons. The heavy gets a sledgehammer, and I did. I thought it was just a melee weapon, mm. which which it is. It does a lot. Melee does a ton of damage in this game, by the way. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the secondary fire, if you hold the right mouse button, you can just smash walls with the sledgehammer, which makes sense. It's a sledgehammer. That's what it's classically what you see it doing uh, in real life. Um, but it's a new tool that I discovered. It's just fun. Like you, it's just like here you go, break all, break every wall you want. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that's what makes it unique. That's the juice. Also, it's like feels like a good shooter. Like the guns feel good, and um, at the time to kill is really low. It's not Overwatch where you're gonna pat, you know, you're gonna pump five hundred Soldier seventy six bullets into Winston, and Winston still doesn't die. You know, it's kind of everything will die fairly quickly. So. 
yeah. including yourself. Um, but um, no, it's 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 a really competent shooter, and the destructibility makes it a lot of fun. Are so. we going to? Uh, we should play Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, what are we yeah. doing after the show? Do we have to be anywhere? It's Friday. I mean, we yeah. could play tonight. Maybe we'll have a short show, everyone. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see Maybe. how my. Uh, we'll see how uh, this stupid throat thing goes. I, I wouldn't mind. I I was so hooked on playing this, and all I could think of was, "Damn it, I want to play with." I want to play with Bo and John. It's just annoyed me. Yeah, that it's definitely a lot more fun with friends. Although I have, I have now, I Bo convinced me to try the shotgun cloaking light, and I'm having so much fun with it that even playing with randos, I've seen a lot of success now. Yeah. Um, yeah. there was a period of time where that was not the case. Uh, but I am, I am having a better time with that. But you know, I, I think the game is shifting like it's early days in the game. Um, and you can definitely see shifts happening, uh, where I think when I first adopted it, it felt like I was untouchable. Mm -hmm. And now I'm noticing this weird shift where snipers are just picking me off constantly for some reason. Mm. I don't know if that's cheating it doesn't seem like it. It does actually seem like it's a level of skill, but like all of a sudden it just feels like there's almost like a sniper meta, but it's, it's early days. So the things, everything's shifting, I feel like. So there's, there's no just set. This is how you play it just yet. No monster um, builds. And that's the yeah. best place to, that's the best time to enjoy games like this. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. The maps are crazy. Um, they're set in a, it's hard to explain how these, how these are presented They're, they're I think Bo explained it a couple of weeks ago. So I'm probably, doubling up here but they're um they're constructed like real places but it's just been made for you to have this fight in and like around an, it's like a stadium that has augmented re reality but it's like a hollow deck reality yeah like it's real yeah very but it's basically a hollow deck right like there you go the yeah that is like that's exactly it that's i couldn't yeah. think how to describe it that's exactly it uh unreal 5.2 i believe this engine's running it's beautiful as a result gorgeous game um, I don't, I don't know that I've seen a shooter look this pretty in a while. Um, so that it's was pretty nice. and have the destructible environments. Cause usually it's like, Oh, it takes so much Ram or something to do destructible environments, but like it's pretty. And yeah, the looks fire looks good. good. The reflections are awesome. It just feels really visceral. And I haven't played something like that in a while. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to get my ass handed to me pretty, pretty hard, pretty quick though. Cause there will be metas like John says, and it'll be. This is you know. this is an objective based game. It's one of those games where it's like having the most. There's no death match. Like whoever has the most kills is the best. Like mm -hmm. as long as you get the boxes, you can die more than you get kills. Like when I play medium, I'm usually healing and insta insta resing with the defibrillator. I'm not getting that many kills, but I'm winning games because it's about the objective, right? So, so it's it like it really is like it really is a balance of both. Like I think when you first get in, you're like it's a shooter. Let me get kills, and that's fun. But then when you start like you get more currency for winning, and you try want to try winning, it doesn't. The number of kills won't really win you the game. It's like you know getting the cash boxes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's there's just something to it where it's like it's very satisfying to like steal from people. Like, that's why I like enjoy the bit like. I'm like all these elite shooter gamers. They don't know what's coming for them. Those skills are ass. I just break the building up from underneath them. <laughs> you let them do their shooting stuff. And I'm like, whatever, I win the game. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's kind of, it's kind of fun like that. Yeah. It's cool. So plan on playing more. And, uh, John, anything else you want to add to 
your time in no, there? No, no, I'm having a good time with it. I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. I, I'm looking forward to playing more. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm definitely invested. I bought cosmetics. So. Oh, you did. I was gonna say, has anybody spent money? Sounds like you did. I did as well. Oh, uh, look at you guys! I bought the bat. I bought the battle pass, which you know it's a free game. So yeah, just it's a good battle pass. Lots I, of good I will say. Me. I will say this: like uh, free games, and this has always been my policy. If if the game is free and I'm putting in hours and I'm getting enjoyment out of it, I will give the game money one way or another. It's of course, just, that is what I believe in. So I bought the battle pass. I did not plan on spending any more money than that. And then I saw Bo in a business suit looking real good. And whenever we went oh, to the sorry. loading screen, he was doing a cool swivel in a chair. And I went. <laughs> so I, unapologetically, I just bought the pack that Bo had for the business suit. I think because I clearly spent a lot. Uh, John was. Yeah. Once. Spent, well, yeah. I know how much Bo spent because I know how much I spent to have a small fraction of what I saw Bo have. Yeah. Um, so Bo definitely gave them. Uh, I full price. I full price gamed it. I'm excited. They got me. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a happy got, customer. Got in there. I'm not but, spending uh, thousands, but yeah, definitely dropped sixty bones or so in there and got. I, I, I got. Uh, I got my business. Look, they suit. did it right. I got they, a mask. Yeah. In closed beta, they gave me all the free monies, and I got my guy looking real good and loving them. And then I got to the real launch, and I'm like, "Where's? Yeah, I, I can't shit. feel special or unique anymore." Yeah, they, <laughs> I'm they like, take well, your I gotta stuff pay back, to man. get back there. It's pretty generous. I'm looking at it. it's a 96 level. Uh, battle pass season one battle pass. That's a lot for a launch, isn't it? It is. I will actually say, I think it feels a little slow. Oh, getting the but unlocking. There's, the there's stuff. daily quests and stuff though. That's part of it. I think, I think it is can, a part of it, but I think overall as a, as a battle pass officiate, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say it feels a little slow. Yeah. I, I'm see. That's the problem is the battle passes are always going to be compared against their best implementation. And right now, that's probably Fortnite in terms of cadence, yeah. um, and that that's going to bug some people. I mean, I mean we're going to we're going to talk about how easy like Fortnite's battle pass value just skyrocketed, but we'll get to that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, haven't heard this. I mean, well, I know, I know you it, heard all the new game modes they added, right? I did. I assume that that's they why they all progress the battle pass. Oh, one it battle doesn't pass. Ma- you don't just progress it by doing the battle royale. You, I went and played Lego Fortnite for a little bit before the stream, so I could talk more about it, and I unlocked two levels of battle pass from it. Damn, nice. Like it, so it's again. I'm not saying that one needs to be the other, but I feel like we played a lot of rounds of that game. I feel like I was at least somewhat conscious of the quest that it was giving me um, while still trying to play the game properly. And that's, that's where I sometimes will get a little iffy on battle passes and questing around it is when it's like all rewards should be fairly tied to playing the game. Um, And, you know, maybe it encourages a little experimentation, but like in general, you should be encouraged to go in and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it feels like I've unlocked three or four things, um, despite playing the game almost all day, one day and, you know, uh, several matches here and there on multiple others. So it just feels a little slow, but I mean, they can always tweak that sort of thing. If, uh, if other people feel the same way, I don't yeah. know. I'm just impressed with how many levels it is. Jeez Louise. Yeah. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, it's a first person game. So, you know, you may have opinions on, the merits and value of a skin, but I think they do a good job of showing you your character and showing off your character model to a degree where you 
even though you don't see it constantly during the match, um, you want it to look cool. Yeah, it feels like um, it's like Apex that way, right? A little bit. Yeah. Unlike Fortnite, which is, you know, third person, obviously. You get a better view of your dude. Um, There's some funny names in here. There's something called a charm. You get at level 33 on the premium pass called Slick Sloppy. Mm. All right. That sounds cool. I'll I'll play with a Slick Sloppy. Why not? Oh, slick stoppy. That's even oh, better. Yeah, and I got a gush. We're still in finals, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I got a little distracted. Sorry, I just. Yeah, it's but like um, you're the- talking about like stuff on the battle pass, like in, in in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's really good things on there, and um, I think what I really one thing I really like about this game too, I just not sure if it's intended, is the dystopic like taste that it has. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's like, I don't think, I'm not even sure if they're doing it on purpose, but they have like, everything has a brand. There's all kinds of brands and everyone looks like they're in a gap ad or something like posing with their guns. It's like, it's the finals. It's so, so cool, but it's like, it's awful, right? Like guns are terrible and like violence is like abhorrent, but like they've made it into, you know, a game show. Like it's like family feud or jeopardy of the future. Right. And yeah, and it sort of implies a dystopic world around it. And I just, I'm just not sure if it's on purpose or not, but it like, it definitely like gives me those, like, you know, those vibes, but instead of being grim, like, cause like things like running man and stuff is like the future sucks. And here's a game show to like in the future, those shitty people in the future. Yeah. Like there's like, is there's like, it's like, it's a, 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 a timber of judgment over the whole affair from our perspective where this is like, man, it's the finals is sweet. Come play the finals. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, is it, <laughs> you know, well, like- <laughs> I think it's, I think it's really smart too, because uh, it like, okay. So one of the rewards in the battle pass is a gun that is covered in diamonds. Yeah. And they, have, they have a whole, if set they gave stuff, you yeah. that, if they gave you that in call of duty, you'd be like the frick is this man like what are we doing because call of duty presents itself in a very different way than what the finals is presenting here there's a level of obnoxious excess that they seem to be like celebrating so like gold is extraordinarily valuable like everything's golden and like people erupt into gold coins and like this person's a better person because they have gold on them like it's very obnoxious and extravagant and i think it leans into that like bo was saying like you feel like you're almost in a dystopia but these people are celebrated because look at them oh it's a gun of diamonds like they're classy individuals they're dressing up like elvis and killer ballerinas and stuff like that and you're just like all right man like go for it like i think it kind of all fits a narrative that you kind of lean into and Again, like a diamond gun, I wouldn't care about in most other games. For whatever reason in this game, I do get interested in that because I feel like it's part of the world building almost. Mm. Yeah. It's it's to me it's like Hunger Games-ish. It's a little bit of world building. They're just trying to say it outside of these borders, it's probably a real shit show. And this is how, you know, we're back to gladiatorial combat to entertain the minions. That's where society is. Like they're clearly trying to build a you know, an environment that feels that way. So, Bo, I don't, I think Bo it's got the Elvis. He just posted it. Bo's yeah, got the Elvis I, I, I got the Elvis outfit, and it's my Japanese salary man who goes out 
to do karaoke in his Elvis outfit. Oh, cowboy look at this guy. Cowboy hat. That's cool. Yeah, I just like I love my character so much. Like, there you go, Chad. Look at and that. I can't wait for the wedding dress because I'm going to give it to my heavy, and uh, my heavy's going to go marauding around in a in a in a wedding dress. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I just think this is them leaning into the dystopic that, idea. That is the all diamond gun. You can't see it really well, but it's like that's the all diamond gun. Yeah, in the list yeah. they call it the diamond diamond pistol and the diamond diamond <laughs> rifle. It's that two diamonds in every description, which is a little bit weird. Just all the diamonds. Uh, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, more on that as we play more of it. But that game's rad, and uh, it's free to play. So I think it's, it's on consoles well, as well. Yeah. I don't actually know if it is. Uh, yeah, I know it yeah, is because they do crossplay as well. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's everywhere. Uh, all right, there's that. Let's talk about. Well, there's like two of you that need to maybe go pee or something. World of Warcraft: Season of Discovery. All right, everyone, calm down. A little more WoW talk isn't going to kill you. These two played a ton of it. I played none of it. Uh, how is Season of Discovery? Has it has it made you, John, decide that? Final Fantasy 14 can take a hike and I'm never playing that game again. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. Um, it, it, <laughs> Wait, let's come try. on. Let's not be. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be crazy. Silly. Here. Crazy. Uh, no, I'm having a great time with it. Um, I feel like the perfect in between between you and Bo. You know, Bo has, uh, you know, even before Season of Discovery, he's been like, why would you bother with retail? Like, wow. Uh, a hardcore classic is kind of perfect. It's kind of where it's at. You're like, I like all these things I that they've added over the years. I appreciate it. I want to stick with it. Like I never left. Wow. So it has evolved into this and I don't want to go back. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've kind of found myself in the middle and season of discovery has reinforced that because kind of my take on season of discovery is this. They are doing things in season of discovery that is cooler than anything they are doing in any other version of wow or have like, done like like are you saying first time here like best first time best time they've ever done like a it's thing? on par with some of their better ideas because so you know the conceit of it involves runes and for those that don't know here's basically what it is like while you are questing you're in essentially vanilla slash classic wow as you know it but you will start to notice that things are not exactly the same uh, this is the discovery. The first thing that I noticed that seemed really out of place enough so that I went was I saw a giant pumpkin. And I went, I don't remember seeing a, a and it was listed as like an, a strange pumpkin. And I was like, what is that? That was definitely not in WoW before. Uh, for sure. And I could target it and I could kill it and I killed it and nothing happened. Because I didn't read the tooltip, would have given me a clue. But yeah. um, I was like, "All right, well, you know, it's a weird pumpkin." Uh, but basically, there are, there are things that happen, and they are all tied to whatever class you pick. And this is the part where I say, "Like this is Wow doing what I feel like Wow only ever really did with Legion, and they did it so well, and I have missed it, and they need to keep this in mind." They are leaning into class fantasy because what I didn't read on that pumpkin was that it is described as this is a creature that's been polymorphed. And if you are a mage, eventually you get a spell called dispel magic, right? which means you can dispel the polymorph on that pumpkin. Only a mage can do this. And if you do that, 
you will unlock a rune. And what runes in Season of Discovery are is they are attachments for certain pieces of gear that give you an ability that is similar, if not directly pulled from later iterations of WoW. And it gives you, it it modifies your character significantly. This is why when people talk about Season of Discovery and the ability for rogues to tank, this is why it's possible. There's a rune that gives them a finisher that gives them insane evasion, which essentially makes them very tanky. Um, And so they kind of lean into the class fantasy. Uh, So rogue runes are typically gotten from putting maps together, pickpocketing enemies, unlocking chests, exploring the map, things like that. Uh, Whereas mages typically focus on, you know, doing magical stuff. Warlocks involve collecting things to do a demonic summoning and things along that nature. So that's all leaning in to the class fantasy. And then it ties into making your class cooler and more unique and adding a level of customization to that class all around a game that has been out for a very long time and we're all incredibly familiar with. So in addition to all of that, it's also like, this is all very familiar, but then oops, I've stumbled onto something that's totally different, which is also exciting. Hmm. So uh, just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on it, like there are still things about classic that I I'm like, I'm so glad we're away from this. Yeah. You know, like rogues, when you sap somebody, you know, you you knock them out so they, they can't see you. It unstealths you. That's how it worked in Classic. Yeah. I nearly got killed doing my first sapping because I forgot that that was a dumb way that that ability worked back in the day. And it was really weird to me. Uh, I got a sword instead of a dagger to use. I have to go kill a bunch of low-level things to get my sword skill up because... I don't have it by default. In fact, I didn't have it at first. I had to go to a weapon master in the Undercity to learn how to use a sword to begin with. There have been some great quality of life uh, things that have happened in WoW. I do not think that vanilla WoW is perfect. I think some things that have happened since are good. But Season of Discovery is definitely giving me something that I haven't experienced It's giving me that peace when I heard that they were doing classic WoW servers and I went, yeah, but why do I want to go back? This is why I want to go back. Mm. It is really smart. It's really brilliant. It's really fun. And a lower like level cap means, at least for right now, because it's going to progress and move forward. I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I'm nearly level capped. And it's not like I've been investing an insane amount of time into it. Mm. So... Uh, I'm having a blast with it. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't know where they go from here, but I would also love to see retail. Wow. Learn a thing or two from this because leaning into class fantasy doesn't happen very often in world of Warcraft. And every time they've done it, it's been amazing for the players and for the game. So glad you brought uh, up Legion in that context. Cause that, that was something Legion did really well. And it felt like mm-hmm. a, it felt like a sea change. It felt like, that was the moment they went, we need more class. I know it was because I, I managed an interview that, or a, um, uh, a, a panel that happened at Blizzard that year uh, or the following after the game came out. 
And they were going on and on and on after almost every question. It was always about, well, we're really leaning into the silhouette. So we're talking about the look of the class. And we're really leaning into the fantasy of the class. And we've lost our way a little bit. So we really want to bring that back around. It's like they had it all in in hand. And then the very next expansion, they just l- forgot. It was That was a weird thing. Yeah. Looking back on it. I mean, I know it's a lot of work, but... I think if you want to know one of the coolest moments for me, and granted, this is a very personal moment in the history of retail. Wow. I remember, I don't remember the dungeon. It was in one of those uh, like magic elf city dungeons. Someone else who played and knows all that will know it. But uh, I remember doing this dungeon run and fighting a boss around a fountain. And in the middle of the fight, the boss runs over. We got the boss low on health very quickly And in the middle of the fight, the boss runs over and grabs a potion and drinks it and restores their health and, like, gets a big buff. And we ended up wiping because we also pulled a bunch of extra mobs that were in the area. And just even though WoW does not have a history of this, I said, guys, I'm going to stealth over and look at that potion because I could see it on the on the fountain. And I stealthed over to the potion and I right clicked it. And as a rogue, it said... Do you want to uh, do you want to poison this vial? And I went, of course I do. Of course you're rogue. And of course you do. Then, yeah, yeah. And then we uh, we went in, did the boss. Boss goes over to drink the vial to get a power up in the middle of the fight. Dies instantly. Oh wow! That made me as a rogue feel like the coolest. Uh, like like I made the right choice as a class, right? And apparently that dungeon was full of things like that. I feel like these moments in the game uh, are the the best things that Blizzard ever does with the game. Like, it feels so good to to do that. And Season of Discovery leans into that in a, not in a huge way. It's not Legion, but enough to where you feel invested in your class, maybe more than you would have been. It's like a D&D thing that would happen. Take a whole boss down because a rogue was smart enough to poison something. Yeah. Like that's D and D. I love that. That's really great. Um, Bo thoughts, yeah. feelings, how you, how's it going in there? For well, you? I think pretty much the one sort of aspect about SOD is that it's very limited. It goes, does go to level 25. So, you know, I've hit cap last week. We rated. Did we talk? I wonder had we rated by last. I guess we did the live coverage, so we didn't. We haven't really talked talk about, about season of discovery yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you know, I, I've I made World of Warcraft my Saturday thing. Uh, what ended up happening was it became my daily thing. <laughs> um, so you know, I've been even if it isn't all day, I'm still logging in. Even if I'm doing something else, like. Even yesterday, I was doing. Um, there's the Ashenvale PvP, which the Horde apparently always loses at. So I just stay logged in to soak up the rep, so I can get gear for raid. But I'm playing the finals, right? I just tab over every now and then, see how it's going, so I can put in my put in my minimal effort to get some rep. But um, I've been playing a lot actually, and the leveling. I got raid ready, and we've raided. We've had there's a three day raid lockout, so we've raided twice this week. Uh, last Saturday on the core community stream that I've been doing for um, Wow on Saturdays, we we got five at set. We got five bosses of seven down. Uh, 
it's almost kind of hilarious because let's say the game launched and it's like it's got a level 25 raid it would not launch with a raid of this difficulty because the game the idea is the game introduces you to mechanics and gets progressively difficult as the levels increase and this thing is like is that probably not the hardest i don't raid a lot i'm sure people would say it's not the hardest raid in the world but it is still pretty challenging um just the the sheer amount of mechanics on every boss it's kind of hilarious but um, we, we have, we've run two raids. I also did one on Tuesday. It was supposed to be a once a week thing, but here I am raiding again on Tuesday. Um, and we got five bosses down. And I got a sweet little blade that never existed in Vanilla WoW called uh, the Fathom Blade. And it shoots a cone of cold out when I attack with it. Sometimes. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. And it's like, like a sweet two-hander that looks like a katana, but like made out of, um, I guess, like water elemental backbone or something i don't know what it's weird looking <laughs> yeah. but um it, it's been fun and like i don't in terms of raid experience i'm usually the quiet person it's just like okay what do i do all right great but now i've had to take a leadership role although i will say well i'll just shout out centrifuge who's you know there's always that person in the raid who's like you do this 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 and this and this and this and this and that you know like that per he's been that person and yeah. that's kind of nice to have on the team honestly um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, we're got to get those last two bosses down. So hopefully this, this, uh, Saturday on the core community stream, we'll field a team and can get those last two down because they're, they're, it's hilariously tough. Like the Kelris has, he has, you have to cancel his mind blast. Then he has, you have to interrupt one of his really bad chains things. Cause that does a lot of damage. Meanwhile, he sleeps two party members, like, and then they go into another dimension and have to do a different zone and f- like kill a bunch of dudes to make a portal appear and then come back and then he'll just do it again to the next two. And then he shoots pollution all over the ground and like <laughs> makes the place smaller. And then at 35, nothing's interruptible anymore and you just got to like DPS check them like down. Like you just got to burn them down as quickly as possible. We just haven't been able to do it, but I'm hoping we do it tomorrow. Right. Um it's kind of neat to raid up to level 25. It's just like you kind of just get to it. There's not a lot of trash in 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 the raid either, which is pretty nice. So, although one boss is just trash, like it's a gauntlet, so you got to fight trash the whole way up. And I don't mind that, except that they're murlocs, and the murlocs keep spawning, and I mainly just want the murlocs dead because the noise they make is really like it's just like it's there's <laughs> just like a hundred murlocs on the screen. It's super annoying. Yeah, but um. No, I'm, it's it's a good time. Like you know, I'm sure, I'm sure retail is good too. This isn't an either or. It's just like I've already been putting a, I put more time into this than I expected I would. I might not even. I'm pretty much think I'm out on hardcore WoW at this point. I think I've played, I've played enough vanilla now that like the idea of going back and playing it, but I only have one life, is now really unappealing. Yeah, it's like I'm just like I okay, wondered like, about that. Yeah, a part of me is like I'm going to enjoy this season of discovery. I'm kind of in. I think our, there's people in our community who like it, who are served by that, even if it isn't for everybody. Some listeners who have let us know, we're aware, <laughs> and I, I play other games, which we'll talk about, you know, today too. But um, I think like I think I'm going to be like sated. Like after I eat this meal, like I don't really need to. I'm not really interested in the third season of, unless it's season of convenience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Season of convenience. I like if, if, if I do get back to playing more wow, it'll be like probably retail, but I think I'm in on season of discovery. It is fun and neat and all that. I really enjoy it. I do. Um, I do. When John said something, I can't get out of my head, which is 
I hope they the less some of the lessons they learn here they take to retail. I really hope that that's true because some of this stuff sounds amazing, the way yeah. you described it. Um, but well, then, not for Warrior. Don't take anything for Warrior. Do more exciting things than what they've done. I don't know why I picked the worst class to play in Season of Discovery. But oh, what's wrong with Warrior? Oh, why is Warrior? Warriors about? are late bloomers, and you can only make it to level twenty five. So. Mm. Like, yeah, it, it, you but, might by the end of season of discovery, assuming you stick with it, like you might feel very differently by the end. Yeah. Nothing's too, nothing is like that exciting. Like it's like, Oh, warlock, be a tank. Woo-hoo, turn into a demon man, rogue, teleport and have, a, have a lot of fun. Mages. Now you can heal and shit too. Warriors. I don't know. Just attack a little faster. Mm. All right. Pick one of those varieties. Oh, here's victory rush. That's just an ability from retail there you get it now uh, wow uh you can use thunderclap in defensive stance that should just be a permanent fix aoe threat is great why is this a rune <laughs> why, why like this should just be how the game works maybe anyway. the next one will be called uh the season of the warriors way or some shit like that yeah and then Again, the warrior playing the op you know? I'm not playing unless it's season of convenience. <laughs> uh, I want flight pass in every town, teleport portals in every town, 100% drop rate on all quests. Mm. Um, you know, make that's the one thing I'm hating about season of discovery is that some of it truly is a mother freaking slog. And I'm like, why am I doing this in 2023? Like this, yeah. I'm having a good time until it's, you know, uh, oh, here, go find Ghost Howl. Uh, who knows how long he spawns? He patterns around in like a bunch of different places and people randomly kill him. And it's like hours just to hunt this stupid thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why am I doing this? I don't like that. I mean, that like, there's good. definitely an efficiency that, like, you know, like the quest, it's like, hey, we want you to go kill some harpies. It's like, all right, I'll go kill harpies. Okay, is like a ten minute run out because you don't you can't get them out yet. <laughs> it's a ten minute run out. Kill some harpies for a while. Come back. All right, now there's more harpies out there. We'd like you to kill. Ten minute run out. Kill those types of harpies. Ten minute run back. All right, now you're gonna kill special harpies. They're gonna drop something. Ten minute run out. Abysmal drop rate. Kill them. Ten minute run back. All right, now there's one boss harpy out there. We want you to kill. 10 minute run out, 10 minute run back. It's just like, there's, there is a lot of things, you know, like, again, it's the game. We were a hundred percent fine with it in the day. Things have gotten cleaned up. Obviously, you know, the tastes have changed. Our time has changed. Sure. Like, you know, All a lot of this comes from the fact I probably didn't even notice that that was a problem when I played it the first time, because who cares? I'm on summer vacation from school. I have no responsibilities. I don't have to work until tonight. And that's for four hours of my day. And then I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. Like all that kind of business when I played originally, like it's fine. Yeah. But uh, I do, I do think that the game has evolved in some good ways. That's the part that's hard is I feel like if you took a hundred wow players either current or former and you said okay well what quality of life things is acceptable to put in classic and what isn't you would get a hundred different answers like i i don't think you get a universal list of like these are the good things these are the bad things and i think that's the hardest part that they're going to have to figure out is if they are going to incorporate some future elements of the game which ones do you take which ones don't you take because 
this is season of discovery, but you still have a lot of people that are like, you know, we want to see classic plus, you know, this sort of mythological continuation of classic. And how do you evolve that? And how do you know what is right? And how do you know what is wrong? Um, that's a hard question. Um, you know, and like I said, everybody's going to have, I think, a different opinion on what that answer should be. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see this evolve. So uh, we'll see what they do next. I'm sure this I is hope, big, you know. Yeah, I hope when they raise a the level cap and give new warrior runes, I hope there's like a hunter build, like a hunter warrior. Yeah. Because you can use guns in vanilla, and I'm like, what if all my abilities were usable but ranged? That would be amazing. That Please. would be cool. Yeah, I forgot. Or I always just, forget warriors could could use. I mean, the gun was mostly used for pulling, is my memory. It's pulling. I mean, I was LOS pulling. I'm like, line of, you know, like this when I'm doing Wailing Caverns, it's like I'm going to LOS the ranged mobs and use my shotgun and pull them. Yeah. I miss that about retail. Yeah. That was a fun little, fun little aspect. Um, all right. Well, let's move on uh, from World of Warcraft to something chorecore and dumb. <laughs> not really dumb it's actually very good and i'm very excited about it but uh i played house flipper 2 all right and you might oh, say there's already a that you played i'm glad that you played this scott because i saw it yeah and in my heart as somebody who actually is with you 100 percent on house flipper 1 being awesome yeah i was like house flipper 2 this is exciting and i thought about getting it and i opened it up and i saw the kinds of things they were doing in like the little preview uh, video and i was like did they ruin House Flipper? <laughs> I immediately became extraordinarily concerned. Yeah. So I am very interested in what you have to say because I saw it and I went, oh no, they ruined House Flipper. Okay. So that's interesting. There are some people who, well, let me tell you the main differences. House Flipper came out in like 2017 or 18. And it's been um, a nice long run for that game. And they got tons of DLC. So it always felt like it was, you know, something fresh was always coming out for House Flipper. And I, and I think it deserves the title of maybe best chore core game uh, out there because it, just the way it was supported, its loop was already really strong. It looked good. Like they just got a lot of the checkboxes right with that game. And House Flipper was about flipping houses, but it was also about renovating cleaning, you know, making the place presentable, reselling a house, buying another house, uh, just doing random uh, jobs for people around the town, that sort of thing. And it did a good job of doing that. But it also kind of got, to some players' taste, mine included, a little bit into the minutia when it came to some aspects. So for example, um, if you were going to put a new radiator into a home, it would not only make you buy the radiator, but it would make you then get down on your knees and put all the screws in. Uh, this game got rid of that entirely. You can still get the heater, but you just place it on the wall and you're done. Um, you might call that a, a quality of life improvement or a convenience improvement. I think that's what they're aiming for there. Some people have said, well, I, I like the fiddliness of it. I want to I get down on my knees and do some strange work. Uh, on a sink, <laughs> not just put the sink in. That sounded terrible the way I said it. But yeah, we're just, we're just, <laughs> just but as a non sequitur, I want to get down on my knees and do some. It's a little work. bit. It's a weird way I put it. But but basically, <laughs> they liked the detail of that, even though it was not the most realistic either. It just was extra work to do, and I was fine with it. It didn't bother me mm-hmm. necessarily. But they've eliminated that. Instead, they put way more emphasis on, um, getting the getting the space right they've really vastly improved the tools and the tool set so cleaning walls cleaning floors 
all that sort of thing. So much cooler, so much more fun to do. Um, so it looks better. That's the other thing is that it's got a graphical overhaul going on. Some people don't like it cause it does lean a little stylistic. Um, not much though. Oh. I don't, that complaint's well, one so that I don't understand. Was realistic to begin with? Not real, looking- not realistic. Visually, maybe a little bit like they leaned into it looking more, I don't know. To me, it always felt like unreal engine library placeholder graphics in the yeah. first one. <laughs> right, right. Whereas this one feels more like, oh no, this is a this is by design. And I can feel yeah. I feel I feel the artistry of it more. Um so I actually kind of really like those changes. And I and they've also made it more uh more detailed. So there's more variation in the kind of stains you gotta clean up and the kind of trash that's everywhere. It isn't just reusing the same pizza box over and over and over. But why did you laugh about the stains? Um, <laughs> I don't know, because I realize as I'm describing this, this stuff stuff all sounds insane unless you like these games. Like you know what I mean? Like the stain variation is really We added yeah. more stain types. <laughs> but it, but it but it makes it like you know, it's not like actually doing the work, which is its own unpleasantness or, ha- you know, the labor part is not everyone's favorite. Yeah, they right? gamify it. Exactly. Yeah. And they do it in such a, that's what's great about House Flipper. They've, they were, they've made the best version of gamifying work, in my opinion. There's lots of other games like it that try. I think they did the best balance of, of this is supposed to be fun, not work, but also you're, you're, having fun working like it's kind of a weird combination of things and in a way an ar- there's an argument to be made that it's creative visualization for when you actually do it like you know if you right. dream about shooting basketballs you're better at playing basketball and stuff like that like you know there's a you know maybe you're not ready to quite do renovations or do this kind of thing but you still think about it and it's something you can do to help inspire you yeah it's the kind of the, it's it does it. a really good balancing yeah. act of those things without feeling like too much work without feeling like too much of a game it's like a good combo um i really like those changes but the but the emphasis has definitely changed from get fiddly to how good of a decorator are you now you can still go into a house and their requirements are whole new bedroom set uh the kitchen needs new counters and make sure to replace the fridge and the oven that can all still be the case on the on the quests you have to do, but you can you can get as good at that as you want or as bad as you want at that. It won't really matter. In, in other words, I can just fill a kitchen with kitchen stuff they're asking for and not worry about how it looks. Like I can put a fridge in the middle of the freaking carpet. Who cares? It will count toward my successful goal. That was true of the first game too. For that for that record or for the record, but in this case, the things like showers, like toilets, like Plum things that are plumbed or electrical. At least at the stage of the game I'm in, I'm playing the career, and I've I probably played five hours or something. So far, I I just don't have to worry about where shit's hooked up. Now there is an electrician tool that's new that lets me rewire the way electricity is wired through a home, but I haven't used it yet, so I don't know what it's actually for. Oh wow, that's kind of interesting. So that's a weird thing that may may be interesting. Um, the person I'm watching play does not know how to use their garbage bags. It's pissing me off. Anyway, yes. the point is, uh, it the variation of the 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 locations is way 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 more than it used to be. Way more detail, way more objects, way more little things to buy and decorate your place with. Um, the uh, the quests are you know still fun. The prog- progress feels great. You're adding perks all the time to your abilities. They they got away from like saying you have a 
tablet in your hand. And when you pull the tablet up, you use the store on the internet and order the, they don't care about that in this one. The schemorphizing is not in this. They're just like, yeah, it's a menu. Just pull it up and buy the thing. And here it is. And I like that. I think it's fine to get away from some of those conventions. Um, the other thing they've done is they've added some of the stuff they added later DLC to the first game, which is you can sell existing plant life or move plant life around or even trees. So if you don't like where a tree is placed, I can go outside and pick that tree up and move it, um, which is not very realistic, but I like it. Uh, so you can replant trees. Uh, there's a lot more of that stuff going on in yards and things. Um, your cleaning tool changes what it is depending on what you're cleaning. So right now it's a rag. If you're on the floor, it might turn into one of those handled brushes. It's not a mop anymore because it used to be one mop to clean it all. And now it's like, no, it's contextual. Depending on what you're cleaning or doing, the tool is going to visually change. Got to need the right tool for the job. Right tool for the right job, exactly. Um, controller works great. Works great on Steam Deck. Works great on mouse and keyboard. Um, it's already, it's launched as a Steam Deck ready thing. Um, I was number two in top streamed games on Twitch yesterday uh, behind Season of Discovery, <laughs> funny enough. So that was interesting. It's a popular, oh, really? still, yeah. it's a popular franchise. It does well. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, I was kind of expecting it to, to hit and whatever. The biggest complaint seemed to be people don't like, people don't like change. So this game is a little different, different approach to the stuff you're used to doing. Why is he holding a garbage bag in front of everything he does? It makes me want to die. I don't know. Yeah, He's it's literally sure killing gameplay, me. Not yeah, some you, randoms gameplay. I didn't stream it is the problem. I was, this is my sick game. I, I played it on the couch. Um, I guess my main concern is everything. So we talked about it. I think one of the big strengths to House Flipper 1 was everything felt very uh, like macro as far as what you were doing. Right. Like it wasn't you weren't having to get in and do the nitty gritty on a lot of stuff. It was just like, yeah, we get it. You want to pick up trash. The trash is picked up. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. You want to you want to wash this window. There's a slight mini game, but it's barely anything. You just sort of wave this thing over the window and it's clean. You want to paint a wall? Wall's painted. Yeah. And when I watched the preview, it felt like this was more of a micro. Oh, that's like, interesting. It was a lot more like, okay, pick up this. Now pick up this. Now mm. pick up this. Now take this tile off. Now take this tile off. It felt like it had narrowed the focus a little bit and i don't know i'm gonna have to try it because you haven't sold me on it (laughs) and i'm still concerned but well let me let me let me answer your first concern your overarching concern that it's that it's more it's less macro and more micro is actually the opposite is my experience is it's more macro than micro and it's not just the fixtures and the electricity and stuff but if you remember in the first game, anytime you hooked up any shit like that, you had to get in there and do the screw and do undo this. Yeah, but I didn't mind that. I thought that was okay. That didn't ever bother me. Well, they got rid of that. It's entirely the not there. The closest thing to, like, the only thing that I thought sucked in the first House Flipper was vacuuming up glass or bugs. That's also better now. So you still have a vacuum and there are, there are no bugs yet. I haven't seen bugs, but I've seen, like, just stuff you have to vacuum. It's way better. Even the default without any perks is just a better sucking machine. <laughs> it just pulls that stuff up quick. <laughs> so so if anything, my experience has been everything's been refined or more macroed than microed. Um, that, that may or may not 
answer your over, you know, your, your concerns. I don't know. Um, I got to try it. You might have to try it. There is a demo. I look at it and it just, so I am not like you. I'm not built like you. I can't, I can't get into all the chore core. I understand. There is a little sweet spot of chore core where it's a little bit of chore and a lot of core that I, I'm like, Oh, I feel good about this. Yeah. This feels like we're putting a little more in the chore column. Like there's a little bit more to do, and I don't know that I want that. See, that's interesting because my experience with the game is there is less chore than okay. there is core, and that and and the demo should be enough to get you a, a taste, right? That's true. So you should that's try true. that at the very least. But but my what I've experienced so far feels like it is more aimed at you than you think. Because I think they got mm. rid of the fiddly. Okay. They got rid of the stuff that was a nuisance or, you know, tedious and and focused more on the stuff that's fun and satisfying. And the 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 rate at which you get perks is is faster or it feels more like a just feels like a better rhythm to me. Um I think this game's a huge improvement overall over the first game. Okay. And I already thought the first game was pretty rad. So um I think you'd like it. I really do. And I've made a bunch of cash in it. Uh, you can sell all kinds of shit. All sometimes cash. Yeah. the sequel's a good time to get in. You know, they've ironed out all the... Yeah. They, they proved the prototype. And if they, you know, they made improve, like they made a second better version of it. I'm looking at the store page now, too. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of houses in it. Yeah, there's a lot. The other thing is they, they have really great integration with mods and stuff. Or, uh, you know, people making stuff. So you can get all kinds of crazy you know themed houses and all that sort of thing and parts and pieces and yeah bits. damn 50 dollars canadian yeah i mean it's like a 49 dollar game or something uh, yeah 39. it's not like an indie game like that's it's approaching full box yeah, price is, right this is yeah. only 36 for me yeah so they have a sale price for launch and that's about the difference between canada i guess 36 and 49 sounds right Oh, okay. Yeah, fifty dollars um, is the sale price. It's fifty-five dollars normally. I mean, like yeah. currently they sell the first game for twenty-five. So, like asking for about ten more for the new game sounds about right. It's not too bad. Plus, that's that price is lower than it was when it was new. But I just bought it. I'm not gonna play the demo. I'll try it. Just, <laughs> well, John John himself. Now you have yep. two hour. You have a two hour demo. If you don't like it in yeah. two hours, you can turn it back, send it back. I don't know. It looks cool, John. I think it's fine. I'm like, I'm I think partially it, tempted to play. I, I accept. I have a date with a few other games, so I can't get into this right now. I thought there is one part of it. It bugged me a little bit. I thought the music was annoying, but then I remembered that I also thought the first game's music was annoying and I turned off the music in the first game and this had never had it on. So I'd forgotten that the game featured. I think kind of if you're doing music. house slipper, right? You got to turn the radio this on is, whenever you're doing renovation. Second screen experience for sure. At the 100%. very least you have Spotify up while this is going. hundred percent. Right? Yes. This is the perfect one for that music or some other show on or something. You're watching old Futurama episodes, whatever. This is so good to have as a second screen game. And, uh, and I think they've done a good job. I also, I also like their track record with supporting that older game so long even until recently, they had new DLC for that thing. Yeah. I think they're going to support this for a long time. There'll be free stuff. There'll be purchasable DLC. Like I, you know, I don't know. I you like know who guys. they need to partner up with. Although I'm sure it won't happen because the company. I don't know. Whatever. They need to partner up with the Sims makers. Oh, EA would never do that. But yeah, and no, uh, but it would be you know, 
They did do some know. cyberpunk stuff with the first game. That was fun. It it's like you flip and build these houses, and it's like, why not? Why not put Sims in there? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the part, the stuff, like the computer room, I had to assemble for this guy. Uh, one of the quests was it was there is some really rad new stuff in there. This guy had like a big three monitor, curved monitor setup with an amazing gaming chair, multiple keyboard choices, mouse stuff. Like they just added a ton of that stuff. There's more furniture. There's more whatever. And it's not stuff you have to do. It's stuff you might want to do. And the game also has better physics. So I foresee a bunch of people doing some weird shit with this game. Like, you know, how many rocking chairs can I get on the roof before the whole thing crashes or whatever? Like, stuff like that. I'm looking forward to that. And there is a sandbox mode built in, which the first game didn't have at first. Hmm. And so if you just want to go screw around, that's in there as well. Um yeah, it's it's uh, good. I like it a lot. Right. I mean, five hours I'm in, stoked. I don't know if that's enough to to say I've played enough to call it a winner or not, but I feel pretty good about it so far. I like it a lot. Uh, okay, then I found another thing on sale that I... This is for all my, yo, hey, platformer homies. You like a good platformer game from back in the day? <laughs> Hello, my fellow teens. My yeah. fellow teens. How's remember- this... <laughs> cutting edge youth genre the platform the platformer do you remember mario and sonic and all those sorts of things well good news um i found a game for it's like five bucks right now on sale it's normally 15 from some indie dev this game's even like a year old and i'd never heard of it it's called grapple dog like grapple dog and as you can imagine uh-huh. there is a dog in it <laughs> Uh, there's a dog in it who grapples things. All right, it's grapple dog like grapple dog. Yeah, yo. grapple dog. Yo, that's, grapple my dog. Favorite, that's my favorite way you've ever described a game or yeah. a game. I ever. actually, I think this is how it's going to be from now on. They utter nonsense like it makes complete sense. It's yeah. grapple dog. You know, exactly. like the grapple dog. They like the grapple dog. Anyway, he's this little dog. He's got a real great personality, and then he jumps and bonks on stuff to kill him, and also has a grapple tool that you get very early. And the grapple tool lets you latch onto certain surfaces and do all sorts of platforming magic with the grapple. Um, the game structure, after a brief sort of intro tutorial story thing, basically becomes a Mario overworld, but you're in a boat and you go to an island and that's a that's a level. And you go in there and it's a 2, 2D scrolling level and you get to the end of those and there's a boss and you fight a boss and it kind of rinse and repeat but very interesting new levels and new bosses every time you you finish one uh it is delightful wonderful funny cute as hell wholesome as hell uh difficult at times a breeze in others and it feels good when it's a breeze kind of like i don't know just good traversal where you're just enjoying the process has a very dark beginning story-wise i thought anyway um, for what it is, it was just like, whoa, holy shit, you're you're making the stakes kind of high game. Anyway, it's great. I, if you- I'm, I'm watching because I'm watching the trailer and I I, I think you, usually I watch these things quietly, but you actually owe it to yourself to watch this one with the sound on because it's also got like a, sounds like a really SNES-tastic era soundtrack. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, very, uh, some of the levels sound like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good, like some of the old Genesis, like side scroller soundtracks. They've, they've really, they really got, they went nuts with that stuff. The game is, I don't know, in the high, actually it's 100% recent reviews, 91% all, all time. It's just not a lot of people know about it. 
And uh, I think that's a shame. Six dollars? I know. It's so stupid cheap. It's, it's $18 for me, full price. Yeah, it's six dollars is like nothing. Why are they selling it? I don't know. It's Why just on sale. Why are they selling it? <laughs> Why are they selling it? What are they doing? Well, there must be something wrong. No, it's just you know the only like weird thing that this is like bringing back in into my mind. What's that? It has nothing really to do with this game, so I apologize. But like, it reminds me of like 1997. Oh uh, yeah, playing games yeah. where every game mod was a grappling hook. It was always a grappling hook. I don't know if you remember this, but like the Jedi Knight era of gaming, like around that time, Mm -hmm. why was that the most popular thing? Like any game you looked up, it was like, hey, like competing grappling hook mods Mm -hmm. for almost any first person shooter or third person shooter. It was so hot. And now like, Nobody makes a grappling hook mod. Nobody cares anymore. No, not like, at all. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's grappling. So weird. Gra- there was a time in the late nineties where that seemed like the future was grappling hooks. What was that? What was that game from Capcom that um, they tried to remake it? It was called Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando. That was the one I always yeah. think of when I think of a grappling hook, at least in a 2D sense. And this has a bit of that. You're not constantly using it though. You use it a bunch, but you don't use it all the time. And there's some really interesting puzzles. Well, it looks on, like you, you can jump in this, right? Wasn't that true in Bionic Commando? That was the only way you could. It was the only like, way you could traverse. Up? Yes, there was no jumping. Yeah. And this has got jumping and movement and, you know, wall climbing and sliding and wall jumping, kind of Mario style wall jumping. Um, and I just really. why it's on sale. Oh, yeah? Because the sequel's coming. Oh, I didn't know it's that. Our, oh. It's our uh, co- grapple dogs with a plural. You got a lady dog with Ooh, you. Lady oh, co- cosmic canines. I'm in. Anyways, I bought it, Scott. Good. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Scott's just selling us on game after game. It's, well, it's five bucks. I was like, I know, so can't cheap. buy that for five dollars. <laughs> Tune in next week where Bo and I talk about Scott's games from this Grapple Dog. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. It looks it looks it looks badass. Like, uh, is there something? I know there's juice. There's here. something about the color palette they've chosen for the game. It play it looks like it plays like a standard SNS platformer. The soundtrack really got me. Honestly. Yeah, soundtrack's rocking. Um, it's and, just a uh, uh, this is if you've missed this kind of thing, it will bring back tons of memories. But I think it stands on its own as a really well made platformer. And I play this is also Steam Deck uh, ready and perfect for that device. And I sat uh, on the couch. I probably bought it for Switch, eh? Oops. I played this on on that thing for hours and loved every second second of it. Oh, I can backbone it probably. Yeah, you can probably backbone it. <laughs> They'll use a controller yeah, yeah. on your PC as like, well. It's just a like Steam like backbone, like on my phone. But you know, like I think I might try to do that. Actually. Yeah, you should try and see what happens. But it, it's a uh, it's cool. I would uh, recommend it if any of these sounded interesting. It's you know hidden areas and it's all the shit you used to love and it's great. I like it. Uh, Grapple Dog, once right. again, Please, is currently uh, You have more games to share? I don't want to buy anything else. Uh, I have one more <laughs> thing, and you're not going to like this because I'm calling this, like, look out House Flipper 2, my favorite short core game of the year might um, be. I mean, I'm still early, so I'm, I haven't made a determination here. Game of the year, 2024, <laughs> right here. That's right. <laughs> Settle in. That's right. Get ready for, yeah. you've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Have you heard? No. Uh, this is called Mars First Logistics. 
Oh my and so uh, that title is my awesome. goodness. I know it's a really weird name. Um, the style of this game, you guys know who the French artist Mobius was. You're familiar with his work? No, but I'm looking at the art and it's familiar. So maybe I'm familiar with it, but not the name. He he, he inspired a ton of different um, art over the years. He did comics as well. Um, did a lot of issues of uh, heavy metal, and it was a big deal. He died in 2012 or something, but. Um, re- highly influential artist, uh, and this is you, <laughs> this is straight up aping his his vibe, um, but I think in a really wonderful way. So it's set on Mars. You control a rover. You're not even a person. You're just a rover. All right, like a Mars uh-huh. rover, and you'll go to a point on this map. It's all very physics based. So you're driving around this this rover. Play this on my PC as well as my Steam Deck. Ran great on both, and. Uh, it'll say, oh, there's a quest over here. So you'll do like an open world style drive over there, see what's up. And that quest will be, you need to get this box of shit from here to this other station on the surface. And you realize, oh, my, my drone or my um, rover is not equipped to do this. Uh, I need stuff this rover doesn't do. So you go into this quick build mode, which sounds complicated. It's not, it's very simple. And in there, you will have uh, some blueprints for some pre-builds, or you can build your own shit like Lego style. And then your job is to figure out how to accomplish these goals with these new builds and these new parts that you unlock as you go along in the game. And so right now, I got to pick up this uh, in this video you're seeing, you got to pick up this green watering can. And so we use this little hook that is has an automated, not automated, but... Um, you can control the little rotor that makes it move up and down. You stick it through there and you take it to its destination. And then that place finishes building whatever it's making. And it says, hey, we got some other quests for you. And then you go off and you find out, oh, another one's a big blue steel beam. I got to figure out how to get this over this hill. This is not going to work. So you go into build mode and you go, all right, if I do two of these hooks and expand this out a little bit, I'll bet I could move this whole thing. And you come up with the most janky ass shit ways of moving stuff around that I am sure there's the, that's the fun of the game is there's like 20 ways to do it. And I am positive. I'm using like the dumbest way possible because this isn't really my skill set, but it's so much fun trying to figure out how to configure my rover. I really, I heard the title and I was like, Nope. I've, I will say I have only wishlisted this. Okay. But I think this game looks extraordinarily cool. It is very, very cool. Like you're not wrong. It's got a title that puts me to sleep. Yeah. The title's terrible, but it also kind of works because it it takes, I mean, it's, it's great for what it is. It's takes, it's tongue in cheek. It's like, you know, there's these little space. I think it's a great title. It works. It works once you know what the game is. But here's the thing, building stuff and making that stuff work, they're in the tutorial phase, so you're getting a lot of pop-ups here, but um, it's really easy, really simple to put them together. When you get successful deliveries, you get cash or this currency that lets you buy more parts. Um, that's like Death Stranding, but interesting. Yeah, but interesting, yeah, kind of. That's a funny way of putting it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you're going to get some hate mail for All that. All right, you it hear doesn't, that, doesn't Scott? take some we weird now, developer to be like, oh, you know. We can say whatever we want for the rest <laughs> of the show. Whatever we most. want. It's Both all signed up for tank for this run. Yeah. So good. It's all on the table. But here's the funny thing. Like he just got to a place where he thought, well, I've got this hook. This is no problem. I'll just grab that box. But the box is up on some scaffolding and he's not tall enough to get it. 
So what does he got to do? He's got to extend his arm. But you can't just do that and expect the weight differential to, to still work. Your, your center of gravity changes. So there's some, some of that. It's not like Kerbal Space Program level of mm. fi- fiddly diddly, but it's like enough. That, like when you were a kid and you were working with like Lincoln Logs or Erector Sets or any of those cool things, we had, or even just Lego, and you were building your own thing, you had to get creative and it reminds me even now as an adult, I'm like, well, I got to fish this out of the window. Well, how am I going to do it with this rake? And then you go attach things to the rake and that kind of thing. It's that the game kind of. Um, <laughs> I got so hooked on this that I, I, I walked away from it going, okay, well, this is my new favorite thing. I freaking love this. It's amazing. Oh, this guy did a creative way of doing this. And I'm not sure it's going to yeah, work for I kind him. Of, I'm, in, I'm very much in danger of just pushing the buy button on this. It's I'm, really cool. It look, I love the look. Like that's the other thing is like, this is a game that if it didn't look like this, it would be a lot easier for me to ignore. Yeah. But it mm. looks awesome. In addition to having a really cool, it, like, it looks like, uh, it, it, you know, it reminds me of like, like a Lego instruction, like yeah, yeah there instruction you go. Yeah. booklets yeah. except it's come to life like it has that yeah feel you're, to it you're like, not you're not wrong about that comparison i think that's actually a great way of putting it i'm going to put on our discord some mobius art you'll you'll so you can, i can put that part to bed so you know what i was talking about all right i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna um, it's cool though, and it's just a charming as hell. Uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yeah. I think it deserves it. I love I love the screw up, try again thing that it's bringing, and I usually don't like that. I find that kind of frustrating in some games, but this game is weird. It's just like oh, I couldn't quite reach it. Okay, what if I made a larger base and put two extra wheels on the front? Oh, I can't afford those yet, so I'm going to go do a a lower end quest to earn those parts. Here's the good news. If if you don't want to earn your way up through it, because I think it's got good progression, there is a a creative mode where you still have to do all the jobs, but you have all the parts in the world to work with. And there's some there's still fun to have with that. Um it's it doesn't feel like cheating. It just feels like I don't know, it's just like, well, I have all the parts. I don't need to buy parts. You yeah. still have to be creative about how you're gonna put them together and make it work. It doesn't fix any of that problem for you. Um, how I got this giant steel beam up a hill, I'll never show anyone because I'm embarrassed, but it worked. <laughs> you seems know what like I mean? a very streamable game, though. Oh, should. yeah. Highly, yeah. I think, very uh, streamable. This seems, this seems All right. Well, I that. bought it. It's been purchased. Very pleased with right. it. Um, I don't know why I, pu- I buy all these games, though. It's like, oh, when am I going to play it? I'm playing WoW Season of Discovery. I don't even know why I, I sell so hard on these. I just, I don't know. They, they, they tweak a part of my brain that I. No, this looks good. It looks like, yeah, it's the right kind of fun. Like, I know what you're, yeah. It's also, I like sciencey stuff too. It's yeah. not, yeah. you know, the, what is it? Like, duck on toast or whatever. Yeah. You know, those kind of games, like, <laughs> they don't really toast. appeal to me. <laughs> or whatever, you know, like toast, gun. I am toast. bread. Uh, bread. Like, I am bread. Like, yeah. I am bread is one of those. And there's a duck, isn't there a duck game like this too? Or something like that. Go- you know. Goose game. Untitled goose game. That the one you're thinking like of? when it's that stuff I'm like oh, I can I don't need to see this but when it's like science stuff mm-hmm. then I'm like oh it looks like a science kit game kind of you know? yeah I'm just like oh yeah. like it's yeah it's but just, not in a boring just, like you don't want that when you're a kid kind of way it's more like a ooh. no you know what it is it's it's that not Lego but that like construct you can build your own weird things out of metal and things that snap together I used yeah. to have them a lot when I was a kid like yeah, it just looks like sets. that yeah, yeah. Rector, yeah. I loved like Rector that. sets when I was when I was that age I don't know I'm the vibes just like 
And what's crazy is this guy's really using such a different plan than I did. And now I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't think of what he's doing because I think this is going to work for him. Yeah, he's totally getting it off. Oh, that bastard. Yeah, see, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, do as is. smart as he did. But You're now he's, he's going to have trouble uh-huh. getting it out of here. And I had a way better plan for that. And, and going in and reconstructing and changing, moving a part out, copying a, a whole assembly of a, like, like a big automated arm, you can copy that assembly out. It basically puts it in a clipboard, so you can cut it, puts it in a oh, clipboard. You blueprint and, things. Yeah. And then you can do other shit, and then come back and paste that chunk you don't want to go meticulously rebuild. So there's some nice quality of life stuff in there. The game's rad. It is called, uh, where is it? First, or sorry, Mars First Logistics. And yeah, I Mars must come first. It's got an expanse it. tie-in. Yeah. That's what the Martians are always saying. Mars has to come, or no, actually the Earth people say. If Osirala says Earth always comes first, yeah. To Mars people, they got to come first, right? Yeah, Mars they, has to come first. They got to believe in themselves. I figure. Yeah. So I still like it. It's yeah. really neat. And when you go, when you think you've solved it, and you're racing across the desert to take it somewhere, and it all crashes out in the dunes somewhere, it, you might think that's annoying. For some reason, it's in, it's invigorating because you're like, uh, well, got to do a plan B, and and you reset your thing right there. It's not like you're gonna have to go redo the whole run. Um, and new mesh, new new quests pop up all the time. You you go and expand the size of the map by going to these little towers that then expand your visibility. Um, it's just it's cool, man. And you accidentally murdered the little dudes in there with your creation. I tried. There's they they hover when you get in their way, and they get out. Of, they basically hover out of your way when you walk. Oh, okay. It's actually really you don't have cute. Like a, you don't have a razor blade that spins around in order to propel your thing, and then accidentally. <laughs> That, I feel like that this game needs that like cute little deaths of the the Martians. Well, maybe they do, and I just haven't. Maybe I haven't thought of it, but or you know, yeah. figured it out how. But it's you know. it's always surprising me. So it's a neat little game. Uh, go check it out, everybody. And then I played um, nothing really to say much on these other things, but I played a little more Baldur's Gate three on this new reroll. I played more Guild Wars two, um, and I played some Mark of the Ninja remastered again mm, for some reason just classic I love that game so much i wish they'd do a new one but i don't think it's gonna happen john let's go to Fortnite for us yeah. for a discussion about what the hell's going on over there because it feels like insanity happened one day yeah, Fortnite really decided to become a platform uh over the past couple weeks and uh, not just be a battle royale anymore um, so they released, uh, several new games slash experiences, depending on how you want to define it. The first was Lego Fortnite, um, which is sort of a survival game. It's been compared to Valheim. It's been compared to, uh, Minecraft kind of in that territory, but all with a Lego aesthetic, um, and kind of wrapping around it. That is probably of what I played. Uh, the one that feels the most like an actual game. Um, it is a full-on mode with things to build, things you can you know gather, uh, lots of like hidden mysteries and strategy. Like it feels very complete. It doesn't feel like somebody made a quick little dumb mod. Uh, they have put serious work into this, even to the degree of uh, most of. The Fortnite, like I believe if it's epic based, all of the Fortnite characters and skins that you have, there's a Lego version of it. Right. Now, once you start getting into like other properties, uh, not quite. 
So is that a cake head? Yeah, yeah it's he's, a he's pancakes. A pan, he's a pancake man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, pancakes um, for pancake head. man. Yeah. No, this is some oh. this is some other gameplay. Some here. other schmo. Yeah. Uh, I, I did stream it, but I didn't give. I didn't send anything to Scott. But I was just, um, I was just okay. I thought maybe you picked that skin. I was like, what was? The, anyways, whatever. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not bad. You know, be a pancake man. Yeah. Um, but anyway, for for your license things, it's kind of hit and miss. So like when I do the battle royale right now, I've been running around as Megatron. Uh, there's no Lego Megatron, unfortunately. But there are some, right? Like some Batman. There stuff are some. And, so yeah. like they just put the Ninja Turtles in Fortnite, and all the Ninja Turtles have Lego skins. Um, the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff seems to have pretty heavy Lego representation as well. Weirdly, not uh, WB, which you know a lot of the DC stuff was Lego stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've done the Lego games and all that, but weirdly, like any DC things you have are not uh, Legoified. But uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff is, and you run around and uh, you do survival game stuff. With, again, with a Lego look, but it is it's legitimately very fun. Like I've spent a lot of time with it uh, now, not an insane amount of time, but a, a decent amount. And I'm having a really good time with it. Like it is it is solid. It's not it's not a joke. And that's kind of when I first heard it, I was like, eh, is this a joke? What are they doing? Mm. Um, but it's got a lot of mechanics and you can customize your experience. So it lets you it doesn't just do the do you want to do survival creative? It lets you actually when you pick survival, it's like, OK, well, do you want to worry about hunger? Do you want to worry about stamina? Do you want to worry about temperature? You know, what mechanics do you want to have active in survival? And so I've been kind of playing with default settings just to get a feel for it and like today I went to check out a castle and there was a person outside the castle and I walked up and was like, Hey, are you friendly? And they hit me once and it killed me instantly. So there are certainly some challenges to overcome and you do build up a village and a squad that you can run around with and lots of ways to modify your health and your ability to fight. So it's a very legitimately cool game mode. And like I mentioned earlier, this has kind of enhanced the value of the Fortnite Battle Pass. So if you're somebody that, you know, maybe played Fortnite the Battle Royale and was like, ah, I just never complete a Battle Pass, you can level up your Battle Pass playing the Lego mode. Mm. And uh, as a result, for me, who, you know, I like I, I like Fortnite. I play a decent chunk of Fortnite. Kind of varies from season to season. This gives me a path where it's like I bought the battle pass and I was like, oh, did I just make a mistake? I'm actually cruising through it because I've been playing these alternate gaming modes and unlocking a lot of stuff from them, not just from the battle royale. That that really surprised me as I was tonight years old when I learned this because you told me and I didn't know they were sharing the same battle pass. That just seems insane to me that they did that. Not 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 that it's not good for us. It's great for gamers. I just mean. Are people at Epic going, oh shit, we just tripled the value of the thing, but we're not we're not we're not slowing it down. We didn't charge more. Well, like you know. they have found this has also pro- provided them new opportunities to monetize things. So ah. like let's also keep in mind that maybe you didn't want a weird look at Ninja Turtle toting a gun skin in Fortnite, but maybe you wanted a Lego Ninja Turtle for your Lego game. 
Now you can give them money for that. Uh, and that kind of leads me to the other mode uh, that I spent time in. So uh, I'll just mention they did add a thing called Rocket Racing, which is a kind of partnership with Rocket League. And it's kind of like a cart-esque uh, shooter. I have heard it is very good. I haven't spent any time in it. I knew we were going to be talking about what we played a lot this week with two weeks of stuff. Uh, oh. So I kind of saved that for next week. Um, but I did spend some time in their rock band mode. It's not called rock band. They have a different name. I think it's called like main stage or something like that. But it is essentially a rhythm game. Again, within the Fortnite engine. And I have spent a lot of time like kind of getting into that. Like it's kind of the one that captured me that I didn't expect would. Uh, this one feels less like its own game and more like a mini game currently, but I feel like it could evolve. So it is, for all intents and purposes, a legit rhythm game. You can choose between singer, lead guitar, bass guitar, or drums. You, They play, there are Fortnite songs in there, but they have a cycling of uh, well-known artists that go through and well-known songs. Uh, that you get free just day to day. Uh, you can also purchase songs. So Scott, this is where they don't care that they are losing money on the battle pass value. Yeah. Uh, you can buy songs and uh, have them unlocked so you can play them at any time. And it, it's basically rock band. Now, it's not fully featured. Obviously, they didn't release a bunch of plastic instruments. So you are just playing with your controller or you're playing with a keyboard. I have heard that they have plans to do the instrument thing, but I think that it actually needs to evolve a little more than that before they're ready. Because like if you choose singer, they don't even show you the lyrics to the song. So you're still just doing key presses along to the, you know, the rhythm of the song. So I think they need to expand it a little bit, but I can see this evolving fully into rock band and it made me realize how much I missed Rock Band as an experience. Interesting. Like I played, I played this with my wife. Probably the whole family is going to play it at some point, and had a really good time. It's dumb. Once again, all your Fortnite stuff is in it, so I did get to be Megatron holding a giant guitar, rocking out on stage. And if it gets to a lull where maybe your instrument isn't being played, like maybe it's a guitar solo and you're the lead singer. The game tells you how long before you have to play notes and you can do all your Fortnite emotes to dance as your stupid character on stage while you wait for a chance to play the game more. You know, what you just like, reminded me is that they had this Lego had a rock band game. They had a Lego rock band. Oh, yeah, game. that's right. They did. Yeah. So yeah. bringing those two worlds together a little bit in a weird way. I mean, obviously, you're not doing that all coming together. There's no there's no Lego dudes in this mode, though, right? It's separate. No, you're okay. you're uh, you're playing as whatever your Fortnite skins are. But of course, they have found a way to skin the instruments so you can get special microphones, special guitars, drums and all of that. Like they have found a way to get their money. No doubt about it. But in addition to that, it has also added a lot of value to the battle pass. So uh, it kind of goes hand in hand to a degree. But everything I've played has been top quality. Like they they let you really focus in on input lag and all of that for the rock band mode. Like you can adjust that whenever you feel like it. 
and calibrate it. Um, You're not playing really with a guitar though, work. right? Or can you play with a guitar controller? Not, I mean, you could, yes, because they'll let you remap. Okay. So if you have a way to hook a guitar to your computer mm-hmm. and it can act as key presses, you can make it work. Interesting. But um, I don't. So I'm just pressing, I think it's uh, D, F, and J, K. I think that's, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fun experience. I look forward to seeing how this grows because I'm, again, this made me remember how much I liked playing rock band with friends. Mm. Um, but it's, this definitely feels like a mini game. Whereas the Lego game feels like a game. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I've heard Lego I've heard looks like Valheim. Yeah. Then they've, some have compared it to that, like depth wise, that the the Lego yeah, thing just is just look. It's legit. like the exact like reg, collect raspberries. There's some sheep. There's uh, you know little things you got to kill, and then you build a shelter to put the thing in. Like it's literally Valheim. You know what's crazy? I had though? somebody make fun of me on stream because they said you never played Valheim, did you? Because I made an assumption about how something worked and died. <laughs> They're like, you've clearly never played Valheim. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know any of these mechanics. I never have. That I, would be with all given all the time in the world. I'd love to get a server up and play some Valheim with you guys. Well, there's here's the funny thing though. I could be wrong, but you know how everybody wants to make a Minecraft killer and I don't just mean good other, you know, even more adult Valheimy experiences. Those mm-hmm. exist and they're great and they have their audience. But Minecraft is one of the biggest games of all time. Mm-hmm. Like install base alone is out of control. It would be hilarious to me if Ep- Epic and the Fortnite team were the ones to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like they're taking b- Legos, which is beloved. Everyone loves Lego. Um, Legos never even been able to do this on their own. They've tried. They've tried to be the Minecraft killer. They had a game for a while and it sucked and nobody played it. So they canceled. It's no longer a thing you can play. But it would be just funny to me if they the ones that pull it off is freaking Fortnite that, yeah. com- that comes up with the one, the duplication that everybody decides to play. I don't think. I don't think that'll be the case. One of the thing, one of the things about Minecraft that makes it such a niche is the fact that you can write programming languages with its blocks and stuff. Like yeah, that is yeah. some you can mod the shit out of it, like hip, yeah. hipster shit that no corporation's gonna think of putting in their game. Yeah, well, I mean, Microsoft you know, owns so, it, but yeah, yeah, I take your point. Like, but would would well, they bought it that way? You know, like it's one thing if somebody builds something crazy and then a company buys it and curates it, but like to sit in a boardroom and come sure. up with it, I don't think. Do so. we know, John, if this is moddable at all? Or can they do any of that stuff? Or is this- uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen anything to that effect. I think it's still early days. I think there's a level of experimental to it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Again, you can tailor your experience as far as what the mode is, depending on. You know that part was very nice. It it didn't you know say like, hey, this is the only way to do an authentic experience uh, is with this. But um, you know it it seems like it's just the mode is what the mode is but also they've really opened up Fortnite in general for users to create experiences like it has direct support um for unreal engine so you can make your games and experiences in unreal and bring them into Fortnite um and that's something uh-huh. that apparently a lot of people have been doing um so there's just some crazy stuff in there and I will say the other thing this season of Fortnite is pretty decent. 
There's not there's some stuff I don't like about it, but they have updated the guns, the shooting, and they've updated the movement and traversal. And I think it's the best the game has ever felt. Yeah, there was some controversy around that because, you know, people don't like change. And so they were trying to say that the original running and animation and stuff was better. But from what I can tell, this looks so much better. I I think it feels better. Um, my wife tends to play more than me. She doesn't like it. She also doesn't like change. <laughs> Not to throw her too far under the bus, but she doesn't like change. I took a big break and came back to it and went, this feels great. I, I feel very good about this, uh, especially the shooting. Like traversal and running may be a little iffy at times. I don't feel as sure on that, but the shooting feels much better to me. Mm. Um, they've added bullet drop to most of the guns, which Fortnite I don't think had on all their guns before. Um, and in general, I think it just feels, I think it just feels solid. Like I, I think that there are things about the season that aren't great. They've added a, like a major component of it is a lot of fortified bases with NPCs that shoot at you. So you're just running through towns and you'll get attacked more likely, uh, by, the computer Mm. i don't think that's particularly fun Mm. but uh overall it's a better season than what they had before og came out and i'm having more fun with it than i did with og so it's uh it's doing good like i i was not ready to spend as much time in Fortnite these past couple weeks as I have. And yeah. I'm genuinely shocked that they've gotten me this interested. I feel, I feel, I just have a weird feeling that this is a play, whether it succeeds or not. I don't know, but this is a play by Epic to parlay that gigantic Fortnite audience into a game ecosystem that they've not been able to do by trying to duplicate steam with the Epic store. That didn't work. Um, I think this is their chance to try yeah. to do something like that. You put out a racing game, a fully flesh, fleshed out survivor survivor builder game with the Lego name on it and a wor- perfectly workable rhythm game. And you just say, yeah, it's all just part of this thing. You're already here, so come enjoy it. I mean, that's kind of a strong play. And I don't yeah. know how it's all going to work in the end, but there's also rumor they're coming, they're bringing Fortnite to Steam. I assume that means, if that's true, that seems crazy, But it seem, but if it's true, they're bringing all the shit with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it all launches from it. You don't launch a different game. I didn't install Lego uh, Fortnite. Right. The I launcher just, is from Fortnite. the main menu. I scroll down and I go, do I want to play Lego Fortnite? And if I click that, my character that's on the screen turns into Legos. And if I go back to the battle royale, they turn back into their normal selves. Yeah. And if I click the racing, they turn into a car like it you just immediately launch it from the game it works it works extraordinarily well i think the menu system could use a little cleaning up it's a little and that could be just uh, me not being used to change but i think it's a little ugly hmm. but overall there are a ton of experiences in there that are that are solid and not just the stuff by epic there's people making really cool stuff in there too so uh i'm i'm genuinely shocked how much i like it well I'm I'm weirdly impressed with this whatever the hell they're pulling off here. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, any other games this week for you? Uh, real quick, I'll talk about because uh, I did. You know, we talked about my my main ones. Now uh, I did try a little of that game, Blood West. Oh which yeah, is a get back to that kind of roguelike shooter, and I was not ready for that game to be as hard as it is. 
And I was not ready for that game to be as deep as it is. So I didn't spend a lot of time in it because from the outside, it looks like a nostalgia shooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's got kind of the pixelated graphics. You got a cowboy man. He's got a gun like, oh, this is going to be great. And the next thing you know, you've only got six bullets and zombies kill you in five seconds if they see you. So you're like, oh, this is actually going to be really difficult. And there's a lot of depth and like, do you want to add this perk, which causes this? And if you get injured, you have a permanent stat decrease. And like, there's all these mechanics behind it. I think the game could be really cool, but it's it's definitely a case of I thought I was launching you know, a nostalgia shooter. And all of a sudden here's this deep, like RPG rogue, like uh game. And I was like, I'm not ready for this responsibility right now. I'm going to close this. <laughs> you got to be in the right. Pretty much what yeah. happened. I have that game as well. And I have to be in the right mood for it. I didn't know they hit full launch on the fifth though. So that's interesting. I wonder if what changed, but it's hard. It almost was souls like, and it's difficulty yeah. when I played it. Yeah. It's really yeah. tough. All right. Uh, I also opened up Baldur's Gate 3 because I heard they added a uh, like six months later epilogue to the game. Mm -hmm. And I want to do a new playthrough on Baldur's Gate 3, but I was so curious as to what the epilogue was. I decided to play through and choose all the decisions I made on my original ending where I didn't like the ending just to see what was different this time. And there wasn't a single difference about the ending nah. in mine. And I didn't get the epilogue. Oh. And I went, well, aren't I stupid? <laughs> so uh, I didn't see anything new. And I had to watch a cutscene that made me mad again. Well, how do you um, get the epilogue then if you can't do it in game? How's that? Well, even okay. So here, hey, everybody, Baldur's Gate spoilers coming at you real quick. Uh, I chose an ending where I kill myself. Where you kill your own character. Yes. Okay. And as a result, I guess I don't get to see what everybody thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if you die, you don't get to see what happens. Some yeah. games will let you die and still tell you the story, but not Baldur's Gate 3, not Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <Yep>. Those <laughs> games, uh, if you kill yourself, you just don't know. And then that's, that's it. And that's more of a spoiler about how John made a decision. Not, not really. I mean, because the but game. like part of I, it has in cyberpunk, it's depression and mental illness that takes you down that road. Um, in Baldur's Gate three, there's like self-sacrificing heroics, and so it kind of sucks to not see the conclusion, right? Mm, yeah, maybe I mean yeah, obviously you can I, go see a video or something, but it's. I'm just of, gonna say this: like, look, I game is my game of the year. Spoilers for a podcast several epi weeks from now. I think it's the best game that's been made this year. It's maybe one of the best video games ever made. Yeah. I don't think there's a flaw in my logic for deciding the ending that I chose. And yet I feel consistently punished by the game for picking this ending. It's unsatisfying. It's not good. And I know you all busted your ass on this video game. But I need you to tailor an experience specifically for me selfishly and come up with a good, satisfying ending for the choice that I made, because I don't think I was wrong making it. John, it's time it to start fun. a new 200 hour playthrough. That's so right. Yeah. No the longer kidding. you delay, the longer you delay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. By the so, way, Carbot has been doing the Lord's work. With oh, I Baldur's love Gate. Carbot's videos on Baldur's his Gate Baldur's 3. Gate three stuff and his Diablo four stuff are some of the best work he's ever done. I'm dying every time I see any of that stuff. He's killing it. 
right now. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I've watched them too. It's good. So the the Baldur's Gate one about killing Carlac make cracked me up. Yep. Because I, that is exactly what I did in that scenario when I went back and they're like, hey, you killed her, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I position everybody in the most tactically sound position. They're like, all right, we love you. Yeah. I had some, somebody asked me, of all the people making content on the internet, who am I most jealous of? And they thought I was going to talk about somebody who had making shit ton of money uh, or whatever other reasons. For me, it's, it's Carbot. I'm sure he does well, yeah. but... His his he's in a place creatively. I'd love to be that guy. Would love yeah. that. Uh, oh my gosh, he's so good. Uh, I, oh, I right. have I have um I have something to say about Baldur's Gate because I started an honor mode playthrough. Mm. Yeah, I'm just in the beginning. Like I'm just barely started, so this is really worth talking about. But honor mode is one save file. Like you can't take back decisions. And I did like the hilarious things. I'm like, I love Asterion. I love Neil Newbon. I love the voice acting. Uh, and I don't know what possessed me, but I'm playing my character, right? And, you know, he goes to bite you. And in my head, I was like, well, I've done the let him bite a little bit on the first playthrough, you know, sincere reaction. That I've done the whole let him suck me until I die um, scenario. Uh-huh. And then when when you get rezzed, you confront him and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to kill you. And you can like punch him and just be like, I'll never do that again. Like there's a whole dialogue. If you, if he kills you sucking your blood. So I was like, there's an option early on when he's, you, you catch him sucking your blood where you can stab him with a wooden stake melee attack. And I was like, oh, I didn't pick that option. Let's pick that. And then I succeeded in the role and insta killed him like perma dead. He's dead for the whole like, run. I was like, oh, and it's, and it's, it's, um, I can't reload. I can't save scum. I, I just, I just fucking off them. Like one, just one shot him. Kapow! He's dead. No hysteria to this playthrough. And I was like, that's actually, I was like really sad about that. I was like, why did I do that? I got to be more careful about not losing characters to this. Dis- it's a, it's like a, it's like an it's like emotional hardcore is what you've done. It's That's emotional how hardcore. I, felt. I want him in the party. <laughs> I didn't really want to kill him. I did a what does this decision do? And, and forgot I was doing honor mode. And uh, well, it's too late now. He's dead forever. That's Unless amazing. I start over from the beginning. Love that. That's how I felt about the dark urge stuff. I don't know if you have ever experimented with Dark Urge. I haven't played the Urge yet, no. Okay, minor spoiler for Dark Urge, and I didn't keep the save, so I don't even know how it ultimately resolves, but uh, there's a part. So Dark Urge, your character basically struggles with a insatiable desire to murder. Which I assume is like Bale. You become Bale's Chosen or something like um, that. So there's a part early on where Gale sticks his hand through a portal. Like it's how you meet Gale and yeah. his hand comes out oh, freaking and Gale. he goes, he goes, uh, can somebody offer me a hand? And I love selecting the option where you slap his hand. It makes me laugh every single time that uh. you just go, what can you just slap him on the hand? You just hear, ow. Okay. Let me be clear. Can you help pull me out of this? And there was an option that was just like, fantasize about tearing the arm off. Oh my. And I was like, well, that's not actually violent. Anybody can have dark thoughts. So I did. And then I did it. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Cause you had, dark, you had a dark urge and then you followed so, through on your dark urge does, is what you did. Does he join the party without an arm, like missing an arm? 
he seemingly died, but I reloaded, so I don't know where that oh. ultimately goes. Well, explore that at your own uh, interest, but yeah, he seemingly died. I, I definitely have to do a Deerge playthrough. It sounds very fun. I'm, and I, it's unclear whether I'm supposed to fight the urge or because I know you can. I think you can do either. Or lean you, you into the urge. Give into it or fight it. You do what you want. Yeah. Honor like mode, dark urge run. Ooh. Oh my gosh, dude. You On, can you do dark urge, iron mode, honor mode? Well, no, Iron well, honor, honor mode is Iron Man, basically, what you're thinking of. Oh. So you one okay. save. If your whole party dies, it's a wipe. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, for per permadeath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so. you, if you beat honor mode, you get golden dice. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not adding additional difficulties to my honor mode run. I'm perfectly fine trying to survive, which is why it's hilarious that I killed a stereo. I was the most dangerous thing that I, I was just like, <laughs> Your favorite actor in the thing, dead. I know. I was like, I want a Therian in my party, and I just murdered him. But at least for variety, yeah. Now you got to spend all your time with Will or freaking... Uh, I'm going to Minthara. I still haven't fully explored. Minthara's kind of... I heard the, they added a way you can get her if uh, if you're a good guy now. That was Yeah. Ash, so. yeah oh, I, I didn't, didn't know that. Uh, I'm yeah, going to do that then, because I, I rolled a drow <laughs> this time. And I kind of want to hang out with other drow. She's a drow, right? Am I thinking the right yeah. lady? Yeah. I kind of want to be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a fantasy yeah, racist. racist. A fantasy racist. I like fantasy racists. I don't like real ones. They're the worst. See, uh, well, you of picked the right race. I think drow are pretty. Yeah. Pretty, yeah no, uh, that's the perfect people. race. <laughs> um, tell me, Bo, about War Tales, which you have apparently picked back up. Um, well, I don't have much to say other than I came or. I was on my computer yesterday and Steve said, Hey, War Tales has an expansion out. And I was like, What? Already? And I was like, Well, I haven't, pl- I keep talking about playing, but don't play. Yeah. So, guess what, everyone? <laughs> There's a War Tales expansion. It released yesterday. And um, I'm still stuck in Luther. And so I didn't play it, even though I played the video game. And, and I've now, I think, well, I was about to wrap up that zone. When the game crashed, or not crashed, but it was a soft lock where like an NPC took a turn and then wouldn't give me my turn back. Oh, and I was in the battle, a 30 minute skirmish, and I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the next patch. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I, I logged point. out, you know, the game was saved. I think I only have like a single save file for that, kind of. It's a soft honor mode or Iron Man, not a hard one. Mm. But, um, yeah, I know. War Tales is great. And in this expansion, you it's a pirate's expansion. You get to be on a boat. You get yeah. to travel on a boat. You get to fight people on other boats. Um, uh, shocking. Gosh, War, Tales has a pi- War Tales has a pirate expansion, yet Skull and Crossbones still not out. That comes I, out in I'm just mad about this because I know I'm going to probably like War Tales. You've talked enough about it where I'm like, I think I'll enjoy this game. I have yet to play it, despite the fact that I bought it. But you had me so much on a pirate expansion for it that I now might buy the expansion before I even play the game once. Oh, my gosh. This is like you and yeah. Destiny. You're just having to pay just, for another thing for Destiny. Just remember, yeah, this, remember $70. the part about this game you might not like or prefer. It is a low magic thing. Remember, this is depressing. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's, this is, that's fine. This is a depressing uh, mercenary management game. However, I, the aesthetics are great. The music's great. I love it. And there's big Watch skull. The the preview I saw for the pirate thing. There's big skull island stuff. And yeah, there's an island you can go to. There's boat to boat battles. There's uh, 
I guess, watery undead. Like, even though it's low magic, there's a little bit of, like, medieval terror, you know, in, yeah. the, in the game. Yeah. Um, mainly it's just rats, like poisoned rats. But there's ghost wolves and and un- weird undead guys. Actually, and you can capture you can capture the undead and keep them in your camp. They're not very helpful, but they can join your mercenary team. Uh, I Reactions to my stream yesterday were funny because they're like, how do you have so many bears? <laughs> because bears eat a ton of food. Yeah. Like, you can capture bears, tame them. I have, like, five or six bears. They have, like, 700 hit points, and they hit for a ton. The main drawback is, like, they can't work at any of your stations, and they eat, like, a shitload of food. But I'm like, whatever, <laughs> just got to work to survive. <laughs> Bears are amazing. I've got so many bears. That's funny. Um, they can't work at the stations. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you have like you know your you, you have your um, scholar station, and you can even take corpses and put them on impaling spikes and to scare people off and yeah. stuff. But bears, they just sit there and do nothing but eat. I have two uh, warthogs as well. But wow, you're a real farmer in War Tales. Didn't see that coming. I, <laughs> it's just bears are awesome. Like. <laughs> can they fight for you? What do you think about bears? They can fight. Bears like really kill good. <laughs> like, okay, so that's what, that was my question. You can have them fight in your turn-based battles and stuff, right? Oh yeah, my horse fight. I one of my horses is a war horse. It fights too. <laughs> nice. I mean, to be fair, if I was getting in a fight with an army and that army had a bunch of bears, I feel like no, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I had a really yeah, funny I, moment I last night. Be a my camp, my camp got ambushed while we were sleeping, and then the whole ambush was. It was like a reverse ambush because they were in the middle and my whole team was around them and there were six bears and I'm like you idiots really thought you could like, attack a camp with six bears in it and they died very, you know what I want cool. I want an HBO or a prime series called War oh, that's, Tales that's Nash by the way so that character chopping wood you're showing oh that was Nash, Nash. like you, you can name all your characters right so that's Nash he's good at chopping wood that's great game. that's about all Nash yeah. was ever good at was chopping wood yeah um, um, but, uh, the, it's, you know, I, again, I can't speak to the quality of the expansion, but I can't speak to the quality of the game, which is, uh, uh, buggy, but wonderful. <laughs> like, and, and I love this game a lot. It's, you know, got good graphics for what it is. There's some worse graphics games that are like mercenary managers that I tried and just couldn't play, but this one's amazing. I love yeah, it. It's real pretty. Um, yeah. More tales is rad. Now you're making me want to check the expansion. I've only played it three times. The first game, I guess that's more than John. So, yeah, uh, hll that over lot. your head. Oh, see, look if you look right now too. There's like there's a zombie horde. You can't oh, was see that what that was? Right that ran there. past. That was a zombie yeah, in horde. In Lutheran, there's just like a wandering like horde of zombies. Like it's like The Walking Dead. They're kind of in the fog there, but you'll see them. Well, maybe it's later. But there's a huge like procession of zombies in that zone, and it's it's just fun of trying to avoid them and stuff. I'd hate to see what happens when you get stuck fighting them endlessly or something because there's a lot but lose um, your iron man save is what you do yeah. uh okay uh, D. what's this D game i don't oh so just a. <clears throat> well you and i've talked well the three of us have talked about it a little bit but just a little psa for everyone um as i am not working and as plans for D D are are up in the air i know a lot of you do enjoy watching me do the dm thing so I did start a little DM show called Order and Defiance with Mike and Crofton. Yeah. It's on my YouTube channel. So that's what I did this past week. I played D&D. So is that the same Google Mike as search. before? That's the same Mike, right? 
It's the same Mike, older now, you know. It looks so Definitely different. Definitely, it's the same Crofton. So, you know, we're just playing a little or, uh, D&D on the main channel. It's nothing, you know, uh, as epic, let's say, as There Will Be Dungeons. And it's not There Will Be Dungeons, which is what we get asked about. But it lets me keep practicing and just doing the thing. We'll be playing that like once a month. So, you know, just be sure to sub to my is, channel. Is Crofton an agent of chaos like again, as usual? Yeah, he's a rogue. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a rogue. And um, and uh, Michael, he's, he's a rogue named Til- Tilton Fee, Flea Fowler. His nickname is Flea, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I guess. And um, we have a half-elf druid named Dasmer, and that's what Mike's playing. Is Croft, in the city Croft, of Red Skull. Does Crofton have a Star Wars arcade cabinet behind him? What is that? He does, yeah. I think it play. I think it's just like, it looks like that. It's one of those ones where you get someone to program 5,000 main oh, okay. games in there or something gotcha. like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's an authentic, like, one of, but it has lots of arcades. He has a shed in his backyard. So because the pandemic made him work from home, so he had Mike build him a shed. And in his shed... <laughs> Which is very echoey, by the way, is a the arcade cabinet and in his workstation. So he's playing in his shed right now. That's a shed. That's bubbles right there from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and you're still you're still using um, what's what's this called? This new it's a tool. oh no, that's a new VTT. That's Foundry. I'm using right there. Foundry. Okay. So we were using Roll Twenty before, but Foundry. Um, is a fun little piece of software I picked up that's just a little more graphical and easier to use, a bit more work on my part to find assets and set up. But I've been making maps using Dungeon Alchemist as well as Wonderdraft. That's what and, I was thinking of as Wonder yeah. uh, or Dungeon Dun- Alchemist. Uh, that's the one yeah, I have. Dungeon, yeah. yeah, that's a Dungeon Alchemist map I made, and it comes pre with pre-baked lighting and walls, which mm-hmm. is really kind of cool for Foundry. And so, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so there's some D and D there. You never know. It's not really a pre like defined thing. Some guest stars maybe want to show up at some point and play some D and D. Oh, you know, maybe like a certain, uh, guy who likes chore core games and a certain <laughs> guy who likes Fortnite will make it on to order and defiance. I don't know. Well, that Fortnite one like... really narrows it down, but I know who you mean. Um, <laughs> the Fortnite player. Yeah. The Fortnite player on Scott core. Was, uh, he's Fortnite. Mr. Fortnite. That's yeah. Captain I'm Fortnite. just going based on what today is. I could also easily define you both as, uh, the, um, final fantasy guy and the, um, Elder Scrolls. Uh, hand, yeah, well, handheld guy. Oh, because of my Steam Deck. Yeah, you like your handhelds. <laughs> yeah. And just handhelds generally. I like being like handheld. Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's great. But uh, that yeah, it's good. Uh, come, come play Dean, come play Order and Defiance with us. Anyways, just want to let people know that that's happening. I like the name Order and Defiance. Yeah. Cool name. Yeah. I got a whole world. I'm, I'm, it's a medieval style. We're going back to the medievals. Now, Bo so. didn't have a chance to do it, but. You are going to get some time with Asgard's Wrath yes. 2, which got a 10 so, on IGN. Hey, has what anybody told you about Asgard's Wrath, Bo? <laughs> yes, uh, that's all I've been hearing about since IGN published that damn review. IGN gave it a 10. I get it. And, and people are like, I, could you review it by the t- time tomorrow? You really need to. And I'm like, yo, yo, like it's it's been like 24 hours. I haven't gotten to it yet. I will get to it. We'll talk about it next week, uh, but not this week. So sorry to disappoint. But I didn't get an early copy like some uh, IGN people did. Yeah. So it looks I don't even so... know if it's is it out now. Yeah, I, it's I out and available, I believe. Um, let's see. 
Okay, can I say that for sure? Uh, yeah, that came out this week, so you should be able to get it by going to yeah. Steam. I've been. Wherever. It's been a busy week, but I will get to it. I, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been recently. It wasn't like the fourteenth the release date. I don't know. Anyways, it might whatever. be. Um, it's it's very funny or not very funny. It's very compelling. This line in this review that says this isn't an RPG that cuts away corners or feels limited by VR. And that's my biggest complaint about VR RPGs up to this point is it always feels like you're having to cut corners. And this thing is like a fully fledged would stand on its own VR or not kind of today is the release date. Oh, today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not like, I don't have time to play. I just, I didn't look in the store, but I'm pretty sure you weren't going to have it ready by today. And if we'd have done a show yesterday, like usual, you would have definitely not had time. Definitely not had time. So like chill, I am going to play it and we'll, we'll let you guys know, but certainly quite, I'm shocked that it was given a 10 considering graphically, it looks kind of, it almost looks worse than the first one, but you know, graphics aren't the whole story. So, um, we'll see. Wow, this they were man, they rave on this thing. I don't know, yeah. John. Well, maybe. The first one was like a fully fledged RPG, it had a menu system and like all that. I just didn't find the actual gameplay like super you know, compelling, like I have to get back to this one. I went on to other experiences, you know. It's like it, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Remember, guys, Zelda doesn't hook me. And this is like a very Zelda-ish game where you get a sword and you go on an adventure into dungeons and shit. So I don't know. I don't know. All right? Mm. That's all I'm saying. They have, uh, just for the record, uh, IGN has given out 66 perfect 10s in their history. Okay. But like, hold on. Hold on. That's a lot because I go back. This is on a sliding scale here. Well, what did they give Half-Life Alex? Uh, this is not a game that if it was in non VR would earn a perfect 10. Well, this is a, the review says they claim that that, that if that's the case, this is as close as they've ever come. Like this doesn't, it, the VR is beside the point, although it there, adds to the immersion. That's what they're saying. There is a scale. This is a, they had a 10 out of 10 experience for this VR game that it, there is a qualifier there. Yeah, but that's that's also a little bit of the John. That's a John qualifier. I'm not saying you're wrong because I think sure, you're probably, yeah, I think you're probably sure. right. No, but, but, but like they've only given one other game a ten in VR, and that's Half Life Alex. Oh, that one got a ten. All right. Yeah, for sure it got a. Ten. It's absolutely a ten game. And well, let's see. If so did, though. on that's that nice. basis, if, if if it's like if because that's my only other analog is in their VR estimation is that game. That means it must be pretty freaking good. Um, because it's not like, I know what you mean. If they're enthusiastic about VR, they might like, or it's like generally a worse game will get higher praise on VR because it's VR and right. That's absolutely true. If you read like game reviews on the meta quest store, it's like people rave about games that are like, is this your first VR game? Because <laughs> like, I don't, you know, because it is pretty fun when you play your first VR game, even if it's not that great of a game. Yeah. So um, I think John's absolutely right to like have that concern. But what they're saying by giving it a ten is like, when you buy a VR headset, they must play absolute games are Half Life, Alex, and now Asgard's Wrath too. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. absolutely. And you are right about I, Alex. They're I not it a 10. saying put this up against Baldur's <laughs> Gate. For game of the year. Oh, you're like, saying a VR ten is a f- pancake six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't pancake know. six. 
No, what, the, the pancake. Think, yeah, pancake. Like that's the pejorative for flat screen. I, no, 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 I, I just, get it. I get it. I yeah. just mean that, like Scott's saying, like John, you ready to get into VR because this is a ten out of ten. It's like it's, not, it's, but that's not what it means. Yeah, you're seeing like, oh, this is a six out of ten for every other game. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, I and that's you. that's possible, I suppose. I mean. I don't know. I mean, if I cared about uh, VR, I would probably pick I up mean, this game. I mean, maybe when there's a MetaQuest like, 7 or 8 or 9, you'll finally get one or something like that. I don't yeah, know. I'm not opposed to it eventually. I mean, if anybody from Quest is, like, listening, like, I don't need one, but, like, send the Scott and John a review copy. I'm sure that Mark Zuckerberg up. listens to this show. And I just love it. People must listen to the show because I know we sell so much based on what we push i hear like all the time oh, i bought this game i bought that game because of what you guys said i'm like i wish more developers knew where their sales were coming from so they could help fuel us and get us more get them more sales but well, anyways, if mark whatever. wants to sell me one i'll try it and look i will say that if i got one and i liked the experience there would be people that would listen to that because i'm obviously not an uh evangelical about uh VR, like yeah. I'm not yeah. particularly interested, John, but I was at the same I was time, there. it's fine. I know, I know. No, but if you came remember, back, remember, glowing review. remember when Scott was like, Quest 2 is amazing, and, and we were both like, Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And then I got one, and I was like, Holy shit, this is good! Yeah, they are, and good. I felt like I knew better because I had a Rift S, yeah. and I was like, Yeah, I've been there, done that, I've done the headset, but man, when you see the quality on the screens nowadays, whew. yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah, if anything, I've, I've it's not lost its luster for me. It just is not, I don't It's, I still think VR is too much work to, to know. get I, going. I keep mine. I keep mine handy. No, I literally there. said this this week on stream, Scott, I a hundred percent agree with you. VR for me is the Nintendo switch at a certain point. It is more of a hassle to hook that thing up on the TV so that grandma can play VR bowling or Wii bowling <laughs> than it is. Uh, I said switch. I meant Wii. Um, like it's more of a hassle to hook up the Wii than it is for what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. That is my concern with VR. Seriously, like jokes and memes aside, I feel like I would wear it. I would go, this is great. This is a game changer. And then it, it would be like, Hey, do you want to play this VR experience? Yeah. There's some of that. Thing, I think if you dust on it, when like, it's implants and we're all like just, you know, wired in, that'll change things. But right now when it's a big old thing, enthusiasts are going to go through the work and it'd be fine. As it get lighter and lighter, I will go through the work and be fine. I just think that it's at a weird, it's at a weird place where we're almost there. We're getting there and there is some level of convenience at some point, like we did with phones, you know, prior to, Prior to the iPhone and Android phones, we were content syncing our contact list by putting it in a little dock with our Palm Pilot or some shit and, and waiting for our computer to send things back and forth. And that was good enough, but it wasn't great. It was never great. Yeah. This just needs to get to whatever that is, whatever that, whatever that crest is. It will reach it. I have full confidence it will. But when it reaches it and it becomes kind of dumb not to have it, we'll know. You know, and then games, games will be one of the huge beneficiaries. It'd be porn and games, man. The two big things. The two big pushers. I I used to lie to people. I used to tell people that um, the dogs chewed through the Wii 
cord. That's why we. So you wouldn't have to hook it up. Oh. Yeah, because I just didn't want to hook it up. I've done that with it, batteries. I didn't want to. The, the the little thing that sat on the top was so fiddly. Like a gust of wind would knock it down. I didn't want to find it. Are the remotes charged? Yeah. Are they in the sleeve? Are you gonna wear the thing around your wrist? <laughs> like it's just it was such a hassle, and it's like for what? So that we can go. Huh, and bowl for the 800th time. Like, who cares? Like, nah, sorry, the Wii's broken. Yeah, I used to do this with the Quest when people said, oh, can I see that? I'm like, oh, I think the batteries are dead. I think they're just dead. Because I don't want them wearing it on their face and sharing it, you know? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Anyway, we're getting there. I know we're getting there, and Bo will lead us there. Bo's the man. He will. Like, we need people like Bo who are, are willing to be in the Wild West days. Like, yeah. it's important. Exactly. I don't begrudge him it, but I don't want to be it. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. No. Uh, Bo was afraid. Wait, I'm going to watch that movie. All right, where are we now? Uh, oh, we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we have to do a Dear Martha, and it's going to be great because it's a review for the infamous The Day Before, which we haven't sure. talked about at all. We'll get to all that, but we'll, you know, we're going to hear it through Martha's eyes, or not Martha's eyes, Martha's husband's eyes from the war front. I always forget where Martha is. It's a little like Legend of Zelda. Who's Link and who's Zelda? Anyway, uh, that's coming up after this. We're going to take that very, very brief break and come back. So, oh, 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 stay, oh, 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 When we come back, when we come back. Oh, all right. So hold on to it, Bo. Whatever it is you had there, don't let it leave you. We'll see you guys in a minute. Hey, everybody. We're back. We've returned from uh, our, our needs and our wants. And... Uh, <laughs> And we're we're ready to go again, Bo. You you before the break said, "Oh, wait a minute," and then you wrote it in the notes. What do you know about uh, what's going on with that game? Oh, just that Dyson Sphere program uh, has a up, big update, adding. Look, it's not everyone's favorite, okay? Uh, enemies. Oh, the new but defense Dyson, thing, yeah. the combat mode deal. Yeah, it's a big update. Been waiting almost feels like a year or more for like pretty Rise of the Dark F- Fog. It's called. Yeah, but it's it's an insane amount of weirdo enemies. Like they fill the screen up with all the enemies they're showing, so it looks just kind of insane. Mm. I don't know. I'm kind of stoked about this. Honestly, I, I need to see. Game. I want to see it in action because I'm personally I am inclined to turn off that stuff. Yeah, the game is like highly modular though. So if there's something you don't like about, like I don't like nodes running out of resources because by the time I get one planet filled up, planet one is running out of shit to mine and is messing up my factory. So I just put it on infinite. I don't care. I'm not going to prove anything to anybody. So I'm pretty sure there'll probably be a sliding scale of difficulty and shit like that on on this. I'm not. uh, I'm confident there'll be a way to play that fits. How you prefer to play it, I think. And even though you may not like that, I think other updates are coming as part of the game. It's not just enemies. It's just a pretty big one. That's a, the major feature. Hmm. There'll be new things to build, new center brain. <laughs> to center brain. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know all the particulars. I'm just scrolling through the patch notes now, and it's like, yeah, new features, combat mode. Uh, dark fog, which creates space hives, a uh, goss turret, laser turret, implosion cannon, missile turret, signal tower. There's a planetary shield generator. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I love shields on my planets. Battlefield analysis base. 
drone. There's new drones. Uh, yeah. Does, does the auto reconstruction marking? Does the uh, the announcer still sound like this? Let's play Pac-Man. Is that guy still yes. in there? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might not rush it. I probably rush in and play, but like like the other one, there's probably going to be bugs for them to iron out in this game. Um, they're pretty good at getting things working right, but de- definitely when patches hit. There are bugs, so you know. But still, I'm looking forward to this. I am too. I'm. It's a game that I love. I love this game, and I'm terrible at it. I'll admit it. Uh, I'm bad. It's also the problem with early access games, where like when you know a big update's coming, you don't play because you're yeah. like, we wait for the update. I've been like that with Valheim. Like a new biome drop, but I'm still like, well, there's two more biomes. I don't want to play a bunch in that biome and then run out of fun and then have to come back later. You know, it's like, I'll wait maybe for the next installment. So I've been waiting. It feels like a long time to get my foot back into this game. So, yeah. Well, all right. There you go. Your Dyson Sphere update. Now let's throw it over to uh, uh, Martha. Dear Martha, yes, it's time to get a letter from the home front or to the home front from the war effort. And John is here to give us that. John, anything special here? Just go for it. Nope. It's going to be quick. Excellent. Here you go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for The Day Before. Uh Uh-oh. Recommended. (laughs) The refund button works better than this game does. Yours in this life and the next, Rusty. Well, you weren't wrong. That was a very quick one. Um, That kind of sums it up pretty well, but we're going to dive into that a little bit more in the other news we missed. Um, let's talk about that first. So the day before was this hotly anticipated survival open world zombie game thing. Um, and it had a Kickstarter that was successful and a lot of lead up and a lot of people talking about it. And then the game came out and it was so bad. And so not what they had said was coming out that since then it got some of the worst reviews of all time on the platform on steam. Uh, is very very bad, and the developer Instaquits shut down all his social stuff. The uh, the head of the development team shut down all his Twitter crap. His LinkedIn account got locked. Uh, all this sort of stuff. Uh, Steam pulled the game after what two days was it? I think. Yeah, company's gone. Company's done. Company's dead. Uh, and what a Steam weird deal. Will offer a refund regardless of playtime. Right. So even if you're over the two hours, uh, it got a one on IGN. So there's a fun yep. opposite. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. The old joke that IGN can't give anything above a six is uh, no longer applicable. Nope. Um, and you thought that that King Kong thing was bad, which I think got a four. Uh, you think the, <laughs> what was the other one? The, oh, the. How did that get a four? It got a four. I mean, it that, had some <laughs> redeeming qualities, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> better than this. I think it's the same reviewer. I think the same guy. But anyway. Um, I mean, it is better than this game. It actually functions and can be played, I suppose. Uh, this is what the guy left on socials before bolting. His message was this on his X account. You know, we used to call that Twitter. Still do. I still call that. Yeah, you still do. Uh, quote, this was our first big experience, period. Shit happens, period. That's the entirety of the quote. Now, I don't want to pile on. Sounds like these guys no, got... No, pile on. This sounds like a real <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it, does sound, it does seem like kind of a dick, but also... Not to throw stones at people I don't know, but I vaguely think that if you build up a game as one thing, 
constantly fight the because there were people before this game came out. I saw multiple videos on YouTube that this game was not going to come out and that this was potentially a hoax and potentially a scam. And that the only reason they weren't flat out calling it a scam was they weren't able to figure out how they were going to make money. And then they started selling it and it came out. And none of the things they promised were in there. There's plenty of evidence that supports that um, this game was thrown together off store-bought quick assets for a fast turnaround. There has been a kind of, I don't know if you'd call it a whistleblower because the company's gone, but there's an anonymous former worker who said that anybody who spoke out against the project was immediately fired. These seem like the definition of assholes. So Scott... Go ahead and throw stones. I think it's fine. <laughs> well, to make it worse, some dude did a live stream of him making this game. It reminded me of Bo's in a weekend thing. Um, but basically making a more feature-filled game from scratch in less time than this thing supposedly took to make. And that was kind of embarrassing. Uh, so there's been a lot of pile-on going on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if everybody involved deserves as much shit as the principals, but... Um, even this trailer. Well, you don't go after everybody, but there's certainly some people yeah. who are guilty. That can and what's funny is this trailer, like this trailer here, that supposedly this is in-game stuff here. Nothing in the game is is none of this is there. Like none of these models are there. They don't look like this. the The land he's walking around in doesn't look like this. Like it sounds scammy as hell. Um, but they're done. They're gone. And Steam wiped it. And this thing is no longer a thing you can get. So sorry to anyone who was looking forward to the day before. It is now the day after. Uh, the Game Awards happened, and we were here for it. We, of course, did our live show about it, but it created a lot of drama afterwards. Um, the wrap it up signs were, uh, we didn't know that at the time, but like when uh, a Starian actor said, well, I guess I need to wrap this up, or I'm being told to wrap this up. I didn't know he meant literally there was a sign saying, please wrap it up after given only 30 seconds to say anything. Nobody was giving up box. Yeah. 30 seconds maximum for most of the recipients. Um, another big controversy was Kratos actor making fun of call of duty being the shortest campaign or my, my speech was longer than the recent call of duty. It shouldn't be a controversy. That's not controversial. That's just a call of duty players. Like stop being such emotional, you know, for tough guys that like your mill slims. As soon as someone slights your game in the slightest, it's like, mommy, like, come on, chill out. You know, also factual, like we have a way to find this out. You can go how long to finish. Like, or whatever the website is, that might actually be a porn site. How far? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, Wait, how, I don't know what the actual finish? website is. Uh, I think but it's how long whatever to the, beat. It's how long to how beat. How long to beat. That could also be a porn yeah, site. Be careful. True. Google it carefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, but go there and check and look at Call of Duty. For, like, mainline Call of Duty titles, it has the shortest campaign. That's not opinion. That's fact. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the truth. And yes, officially, it was longer than his, that campaign is longer than his speech. But that's where the joke is. Like, seriously, come off it. Like, it's such a weird thing to get hung up on. Like, it's not that hard to go find out that these are 
based in truth. Yeah, most like, of the Call of Duty campaigns are somewhere in the six to seven hour range. They're never very long. They're always kind of yeah, short. This, this game is five, five hours. Half. Yeah, five hours, five and a half, something like that. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. And like, what, $90 for five hours? Like, I mean... And yeah. also not great by all accounts. Not even a good five yes, hours. Yes, it's also one of the worst reviewed ones as well. Yeah, it's so not received well it, by anybody. Like, so. it, is, it is just a fact. And you know what? People who are defending it, why? I heard someone say this the other day, and it's just true. You deserve better. Stop arguing for bad. You deserve a good Call of Duty. Yeah. Whether you play just the multiplayer or you care about the campaign or both, you deserve better than what you're getting. Yeah. Expect Actually, it. It's fine. Yeah. This brings up a good point, though, about the Game award or just Game Awards in general in the video game space, because, like... In the movie industry, when they have their awards, even I think maybe uh, the, the music awards too, like there's roasting that goes on, right? Billy Crystal gets up there and he's going to laugh. They're going to make jokes or Ricky Gervais has done it recently. Yeah. Whatever. Somebody's going to get up there and like say some shit. It's going to be funny. Like you, you're going to get roasted and like the worst thing you can do is make it worse. But like, you know, you know, gamer, you see the Xbox versus PlayStation five conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat people on socials, right? Like, Oh yeah, the PlayStation. You know, tax. like it's just like yeah. name a more sensitive bunch of uh, you know people who can't take a little bit of ribbing about their games. Like uh, your my game doesn't suck, your game sucks. Stop <laughs> making fun of my game. You know, like <laughs> come on, like even even Christopher he actually had a good joke in a in a milieu that whenever comedians get involved, it's like what Matthew McConaughey did. It's like it's not it's pew 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 or whatever the f that i hate that <laughs> yeah, was. that was like, terrible like yeah, nobody terrible. someone comes along and makes an actual good joke and then everyone's like in their feelings about it it's so sad you're so sad yeah. if you yeah if, it's even, lame. even if yeah if so. you think call of duty people are sensitive let me introduce you to spider-man 2 people because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got they got debated so hard their game was never going to win anything it just looked really cool so it got nominated yeah you know what i mean like they're they're not gonna but i think it's a, wor- it's a worthy they, they game but in a, in a year with the kind of competition it had there was no way it was going to win and the old and the whole the whole idea that they there was some kind some kind of like purposeful snub happening I hate that kind of talk. I mean, it's just conspiracy theories, like in general. It's, but yeah, it's not like the thing. I loved Marvel Spider-Man too. It is one of my favorite games I played this year. Another spoiler for in a couple weeks when we do Game of the Year. I'm gonna talk more about it, but it wasn't the it wasn't the Game of the Year. But, but it's just to be not clear, it'll be my number two or three. Like <laughs> instead of getting there and coming up with a bunch of funny memes about how Spider-Man Two was robbed, or there's a gaming Illuminati taking your award. This is when you all needed to get together and come up with the memes of it was an honor to be nominated. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that was your year. That was your year. Exactly. And you know what else? You know who should have been throwing the shit all over the house and didn't for some reason was anybody who liked Starfield. Like I, I thought no. that was going to be the snub of the year. <laughs> no, the Starfield Starfield people got uh, exactly speaking what about, they Speaking deserve. about an, another bunch of sensitive people. That's my point. Like everybody's got their thing and they're all wrong. So cut it out and who cares? And also awards are <laughs> awards are kind of a problem. We're we either need to mature real quick as gamers for this stuff or quit doing it. Quit trying to do it. The, uh, yeah. Go ahead. The the main issue though, it was the like 
five hours of ads in 30 seconds. Uh, we lost a lot of people this year. Hey, shut up, Larry, and get off the stage. Or even the Zelda guy was like, he looked like he wasn't ready to get off the stage. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's it, it, we want to talk about the development. We thank you. Hey, get the hell off the stage. Ad, it's ads time. You know, yeah, it's like, it was an overcorrection, but it's also a problem every year. I will say this. I thought the Game Awards this year was exceptionally less cringe than normal and overall a better production. Oh, but okay. I do think that calling it the Game Awards is a little disingenuous to what it is. Yeah. And I think maybe it's time. This is, And I've said this every year. We watch it. We talk about it on this show, and every year I say the same thing. I'll say it again. Probably shouldn't be called the Game Awards. This should yeah. probably be called the Game Awards present the video game showcase. <laughs> Whatever. This is an advertisement, you know, like uh, G three for Jeff. I, I don't. I don't know, but it is not celebrating the games. Here's what I, I think. think Here, that there could think be a version true. that does. Right. But we also there's also so many people like. Did you watch wanna... the Golden Joysticks? Because that was an award show. Yeah, but yeah. that's not what that's not what this is, and that's why I think I'm not telling them to change the structure. I just think they should change the name. Yeah, just I, stop pretending it's the video game. This awards. is what they it's... did. I guarantee. I'll I would bet money that the, I'll bet a hundred bucks right now that Jeff Keighley's idea originally was I want to make an award show like the Oscars for games, and I want it to be the premier one and be awesome, and to get there. Lots of sacrifices and and um, what's the word? Contraceptions, compromises, compromises, contraceptions. Lots yeah. of contraception had to be no. Lots of compromises <laughs> yes, had to happen. It worked. And then by the end of this thing, he is now left going. Well, I named it before I made all these compromises. Right. It is right. what it. Uh, that that's how this feels to me. Like it. I I yeah. think it's well, named you know, that you, because you know what it sh- that's what he you wanted. Hang on. You know what it should be though. Is the money's coming from the wrong place. Yes, take money from advertisers, but the industry can't expect to have an institution without them funding it. That's a little bit cake and eat it too kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know where the motion picture awards come uh, money comes from, but I guarantee it's not all from advertisers. Also, yeah. a lot of this stuff gets shown on TV. It's not trying to make up a. No, I'm I know. Sure, insanely costly uh, production off of what you're going to get it, from a Twitch and YouTube it sh- stream. It should right. be something that game developers should be membershiping into. They should, and be they they might be it. like that's the other thing is a lot of people will talk. If as that's if they true, are then the ads. People will talk as if they are experts on what Jeff is doing right and wrong with like absolutely. And I'm not saying I have this knowledge either. No knowledge on who's backing it how much they're giving and what concessions are having to be made for this thing to fund. Yeah. Like I completely agree with Scott. I don't think Jeff Keeley wants to run a giant advertisement with awards as an afterthought, but I think logistically that's what it kind of has that's to what be. It has to be. Yeah. I just think you should change the name then. Yeah. I think that now would be the time to is. change it. Also, I'll say this again. I said it on a short video, a more core this week, but I'll say it again. Cause I really believe it. I am. I think I've had enough of Kojima worship. This is a weird oh, But we thing. also don't know. No. What if he pays for half he the He might. Thing? He might very well pay for all what of it. What if this is know. like the... Remember when we did the PC gaming showcase and the dude from AMD came out handcuffed to a graphics oh, processor and talked for 45 minutes about the future of AMD graphics? Yeah. Like, 
it could be that. Now, it might not be. It could be Jeff wants to give his friend a spotlight. We don't know. And like, that's that's the thing. Overall, all we can judge as people sitting at home is did we like it or didn't we? I thought the trailers were actually surprisingly good. I thought most of what they showed I was excited about, which is a rarity. Overall, I didn't think the show was that bad. Personally, I wish I got to hear more from the people that won awards, and that's how I feel about it. I don't know the logistics. That's just my honest critique of the show. Yeah. Just no more Kojima is Jesus stuff. I think stuff. it's that kid's fault. What kid? I think the reason oh. why we had to see more ads is because they had to pay for more security. <laughs> he that's, was there. I mean, that, by the that way. might be true. Did we, you guys we, see we, the we, pictures? We, he was in the crowd. Yeah, got he in was somehow. there. He, got, he got, also got handed a... Uh, Noticed that he was permanently banned from the event. He took a picture of that too. Yeah, I think so that someone happened. found him at some point. Yeah, I, I thought prior to this that it was the case, and he found a way to sneak in. Maybe they just made it official. I don't know, but that twerp, little twerpy, yeah. little twerp, twerp, freaking hate yeah, that kid. He'll get recruited someday by the CIA. He's pretty good at installing himself places. Maybe what a the pud! U.S. government will send him over to somewhere. I fear for <laughs> the future. <laughs> I fear for the future of that kid. I do. I don't mean everyone's like him. I mean that one kid. I'm worried about what he's going to do. I'm worried about what well, shit he'll pull off well, in time that will hurt people. I don't know. We all did stupid stuff when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I remember sneaking into a multi-million, possibly billion-dollar <laughs> presentation event, storming the stage. and I, There's no way. Ugh, if I was in that business, <laughs> if I was in the gaming business, and if I even got a smell that that kid was anywhere near anything. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know what I'd do. I He's hate to be on this show one day. Oh You're going to Skype like either me or Bo and he's going to answer. No. When he, he'll he'll we, hack your discord. When's the next April 1st on a Thursday? Oh shit. Hopefully never. Maybe I am sure I could reach out to him and get this. No, oh, he loves the spotlight. He'd be we in. got a while. Yeah. Bill Clinton. I just think that would be a great April Fool's Day joke, especially with how worked up Scott gets about it. The call comes through and he answers. Maybe it's the cold then, meds. That, but. Then, you know, we'll have to we'll have to increase our advertising. Yeah. I mean, where is that? Where is that little? Pri- where is that prick's parents? What do they think of this shit? <laughs> well, they that's probably a, love him. They're like, oh, he's so cute. The oh, way look he gets at him. TV. Yeah, look at him on TV. I mean, anyway. it's not that serious, you know. That's probably what they think. Yeah, that's he's not in think. jail. It's, it's not, not like he's disrupting anything. You know, it's like he's not in jail. Show. He's getting talked about. He's living on the lips and minds of uh, people all over the world all the time. Like, is it really? Like this is the problem. We're you're motivating it right now. I am. I'm part of the problem. I'm literally part of the problem. I'm fueling I mean, it because there are people who sub- there are people who agree with me. They're home right now, going, "Yeah, Scott, preach it. This kid should be kicked yeah. to the curb." Yeah, a lot of people, sure. Yeah, but, but they love. You're this still talking about him. You're still thinking. That's about what I'm saying. Controversy is part of its content farming for him, and yeah, and he's succeeding because I'm giving him. Yeah. I'm giving him showcase yeah. here, and I shouldn't. I'm just saying I made a fun, fun, I think, like, just a joke that the reason why there's so many more ads is to keep him off stage. And, you know, it, the, the fact that he snuck in but didn't make it on stage probably makes it like, oh, I'm glad we spent that extra money. Yeah. That's probably what Jeff is going. He's like, these fools, they don't realize, like, this kid's ruining the business. <laughs> well, just so the last thing I'll say about this kid is here's your bird right there. Big old 70s bird. Take that. <laughs> I'm sure he'll stop bird. now. Be Scott Johnson gave me the finger. I'm yeah. done. 
the I'm biggest done living in the limelight. The biggest all these Twitter followers I got. That's the beefiest bird I can produce. Is that big, big old fat? I mean, Travis in the chat says at least he isn't destroying property. You know that's true. I went sneaking out with friends. We'd throw bottles through. I'm granted they were abandoned building windows, but we'd do it. Like, you know, just because his was more like public. Public doesn't necessarily make what he's doing worse than that. No, I, I, I agree feel, with all those sentiments. I still say he's a you sat in a construction zone's pipe. Yeah, on my way to pick my daughter up. Because- I guarantee you, you ruined one guy's day a lot worse than what he did. And there's probably somebody out there right now who still talks about it. Now, granted, it was just one guy, but I guarantee you, he had a worse day. The pipe guy. You heard. You can hear him. Like four o'clock in the morning, sun's just coming over the mountains. He's in there getting this pipe ready. Shit! What the hell happened in here? I can just. I can hear it. I can see it. All right, whatever. That kid, do whatever you want publicly, kid. Just know that you're a dork, and that's it. That's it. You're a dork, in the worst possible application of the term dork, uh, which I think is a whale's penis. Anyway, I was gonna say the whale penis. I think it's the whale's penis. Uh, Twitch. Literally overnight tripled the amount of boobs on its platform and then instantly uh, rolled it back. They're not doing it now. But yeah. I went to check that place, and I'll tell you what. The one place I like to go on there is art. I like to see people draw. Oh, so you saw it all then. Oh, my gosh. That whole category. That whole category is nothing but boobs and butts and vajays and wieners. I saw a lot of vascular wieners. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of close-up. You know, people zoomed way in on their on their... Their device. I mean, I, like, what did look, they expect? I, feel, I don't know why. I don't know why Twitch expected anything different. But do we know why? Do we have to cover this story for people? Because I know there's a lot of a lot of people even come to watch me. They're like, I'm not on Twitch much, but I come to watch this. That's channel. true. There's a there's safe. Uh, it's safe to talk about. So Twitch uh, had admitted themselves that they had vague guidelines in terms of their policy regarding nudity on the platform, adult content on the platform. And uh, they they walked it back, mm-hmm. and they were going to allow quote unquote artistic nudity on Twitch. Now they did lay out exactly what that meant, um, and what that ultimately resulted in was a lot of people streaming uh, topless or with butts out, and a lot of people drawing very erotic art, and they in i think just over 24 hours if you go to, if you go to the letter uh they changed it and now uh real person and artistic nudity is now longer no longer allowed on the platform m rated video games still allowed that's fine oh, there were I, some my question were, oh Sorry, I have a question about this because yes, go ahead. Is it I don't is it because they changed their mind after they saw what happened, or so is it because the, people pushed the boundary too far and moderating it was it would be too much work? It's not the people that are f- coloring within the lines. It's it, Twitch. People are always pushing the boundaries on Twitch, so it's like. The people following the rules are fine, but then someone else is doing way worse shit. Well, they started. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> My understanding from what I heard was that some of the big problem, like it wasn't a quantity thing. I believe that they they genuinely knew that there were going to be people that did this. I think that there was a surprise at how graphic 
And also there were some very problematic ones. Somebody was using AI generated art to make photorealistic pornography and putting that in the art section. Um, And I also have heard, again, I don't know all of the details on it, but I have heard that there were certainly some questionable content as far as what was being shown uh, in terms of age and what was being depicted in the art. So I think this might have been a case, uh, and the way I'm assuming here uh, that Twitch thought, well, this will be a good way to clarify things so people know exactly how to act and maybe we don't have to, you know, police this as much. And then it exploded and they went, oh, no, we're going to have to police this a lot more. And I also expect it probably impacted. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like commercialization of Twitch. Like there were probably like, yeah. Advertisers don't like their stuff running alongside shit like that. Because you don't change something in less than 24 hours, a major policy update, which they clearly at least put some thought into. Uh, you don't change that in less than 24 hours unless there was a monetary hit. Always. Yeah. I think they were feeling the pressure from kicks, kick having much looser guidelines. It's my tinfoil hat theory that the kicks making a dent. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that might've been the motivation to start with. But you got to remember, this is the same streamer who we're streaming on right now, full disclosure, and I'm a partner. They are the same people that banned Kyle and Kristen for a month for wearing swimsuits during a... uh, Don't get mad about it. Heroes of the Storm summer event, right? Remember that? A month they got kicked off for... They've never been good at evenly even-handing this stuff ever. They've never been good at it. And this just made it like seem anyway like the gates were open like everybody and their dogs going to come in here and test the limits and i think some stuff got really get out of it the the the, you know there's no money to be made in content moderation right like right so so you know it's just an expense so like if you if people would behave the best salute the best thing for the company would be like everyone's pretty reasonable uh, we have rules and situations happen once or twice a year that we got to step in. Cool. But it's actually like, I mean, it's, it's the opposite, right? Like yeah. that site thrives off of controversy. So every week there's something that people are doing that seems salacious. Whereas if you do it on, you know, Pornhub or whatever, no one gives a crap. No one cares. Yeah. Um, you do it on kick. No one gives a crap, but for some reason, if it happens on Twitch, every little nerdy incel in the universe is like having an opinion or about gamers. We shouldn't have boobs and play video games. They hate it, you know, or whatever. Like, Personally, I don't care if someone wants to stream on Twitch naked and play a video game or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't think they should. Because I watched, I only watched one video on this. It was Ludwig's. And he's like, the point he made, which I agree with, was that YouTube is worse than Twitch, but YouTube hides it better. Mm. Like, the, the actual underlying tech will not, like, there's naked yoga on YouTube. Um enjoy like watch some of it and it's like yeah they're naked this is on youtube my algorithm algorithm never feeds it to me because well i'm just not interested and it's probably pushing it down for only those weirdos that are interested in it i think youtube's probably more focused on getting rid of hate speech and you know serious misinformation mills yeah than they are get to getting rid of porn so they just kind of hide it and steam does the same thing they're like yeah have the games on here 
I have a button I can click. I can take it off. So personally, yeah. I don't care if Twi- Twitch can have all the nakedness. You can have sex on it for all I care. As long as it shouldn't be in the public facing version, whether you logged in on an account or a default account where you haven't proven your age. Right. Yeah. The implementation I, was really weird because it was not hard to find. Like mm-hmm. you were a click or two away from a screen full of it. And it's like, well, wh- you've got this tag system that's supposed to identify them. Why aren't you blurring out anybody with that tag? Or why aren't you segregating anybody with that tag to another layer deep or a different tab or a different version of the program or applying a filter where it can be turned off? Like, it just seems so weird to me that they were like, no, there's just going to be a tag there and it'll be fine. And then if you, like Scott, went to the art section of Twitch you had to scroll to find something that didn't have nudity contained in it. Like yeah. it was, it was, you know, it blew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think them doing this is just makes, it's just making it worse. Like I know they had bad stuff on the site. They're going to have, because it's in the news, they have to moderate hard now, but the underlying tech should push it down because the site gets off on controversies. It's been years now. We don't cover it on the show very often, but like every week there's a thing. The people, the people that participate in the site like to have controversies. Like it's, it's its own little like news mill or whatever you want, like grinding stone. Like for content that stuff. creation. And- so, and there's a lot of younger people and forbidden fruit or getting told no about something is a reason to protest a myriad of different arguments against it, even though, as you sort of pointed out earlier, they're probably trying to get pedophiles off the site. Like, it's the worst among all the content creators that are the problem, but if you're opening up to broadcast everyone, how do you solve that? And it's like, YouTube's probably come up with the better way of doing it, which is the egregious cases they go after and everything else gets effectively shadow banned. Right. Unless you've opted into it heavily. And... That's what they should do. I think the problem is a lot of those adult performers make a lot of money, have large fan bases, and still gain notoriety even in spite of it. But um, so, yeah. I just a- can't believe they came out with this plan, this change. I didn't think about those ramifications. I would have. <laughs> and they had such a vague well, definition. It was like, artistic, we'll allow artistic nudity. Of course, everyone's going to go, ooh, what does that mean? Can we stretch that? What's that definition? How far will yeah. it go? Like, come on. Exactly. Give me exactly. a break. It's, it's an immaturity thing. Like, if you tell me, like, uh, hey, you know, um, I'll buy your McDonald's today. We're going to eat a McDonald's and buy anything you want. And I'm like, okay, I'll have, like, a combo and maybe I'll have an extra sandwich. I'm not like, I'll buy everything I want. I'm buying 50 Big Macs. <laughs> Like, do you really need to fit You said I can buy anything I want. Yeah. It's just like, it's that level of maturity. It's like that, that's the intelligence of the average Twitch user. Sorry. Uh, but seriously, ba- like in aggregate, because this is an actual big issue, that does mean that the people, the average intelligence level of people on there is not very high. No, you're, you just described the problem that, that um, uh, Red Lobster had. What, they, they have an endless shrimp thing they were doing. Yeah. And they lost $10 million on the deal. Right. And had to shut down locations and stuff because people would come in and go, well, you said it was endless. I'm going to be here till work. You said there would be no end. And and what that tells me is that Red Lobster, or Twitch in this case, just didn't think it through. And you have smart people over there. I don't know why they didn't think it through. 
And just to be clear, because there are people watching on Twitch now, if you watch Scott on Twitch, you are not a part of this group, okay? Like, yeah, you're not the part you, like, like, you, you are like top one to two per- percentile on intelligence if you're watching a channel like this. That's why there's not many people watching this channel. But, you know, 10,000 people watch, uh, you know, Dumbo McDumbo go pepe pepega pepega xqc can't even speak like any language properly and they love that guy he's just like i'm a they're like more we love this intelligent content like it's so stupid like and, and the point is, is they like it because it's stupid because they're stupid and it's just stupid love stupid you know what can i sure. say anyways I'm sure sure yeah um, i mean like again this was a problem because it inundated the top spots which meant that not only were people creating it, but it also meant that people were watching it. So at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it's a problem created on both sides. Right. And uh, it, I'm with you. I, I'm surprised they didn't see it coming because I went, does this mean, as soon as I heard it, I was like, does this mean what I think it means? Clicked on Twitch, clicked on just chatting. Yep. Yep. Clicked on it's art. exactly what you yep. thought. Okay, yep. it meant exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, one yep. click away. Exactly. Everything was a click I away. Just, I just thought they were actually going to stay the course and let this sort of like reaction to it simmer, die yeah. down. Yeah. And then when people like, because when you don't react, right? We know this is how bullying works. It's like you don't feed them the juice. So you're like, yeah, yeah, draw your cocks, like whatever, okay. And, <laughs> and then when people aren't making money anymore at it and no one cares and it's like, you know, then people will just stop and just shadow ban those accounts that you're talking about that are doing CP, that are pushing boundaries. Well, that's why I think the, you're right about yeah. the commercial, the commercial end of it. Somebody, somebody just quietly kill them, get the algorithm to kill kill their streams. Like, sh- like just, and if they say you're unfair, just be like, yep, yeah, unfair. We like video games and creative people. We don't like this shit. Like, don't care. Yeah. Um, and. But I just don't know what the internal like atmosphere in there is, and in, in terms of getting this stuff done. But they really need to come up with something consistent and like stick to it. This I feel like it's bad that they reverted course, but I, yeah, I mean, like that was the whole point of it. The whole point was to make it clear so you knew exactly what it was that you could and couldn't do, and then when you change it within 24 hours, not a complete reversion either. Like, they basically said, okay, these two parts don't apply. Well, thanks for clearing all that up, Twitch. Yeah, like, you've really it. made it crystal clear now. We all know exactly what to do on your on your platform. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I think the implementation needed to be better. I don't mind that Twitch tried to do this. I think Twitch can have whatever it wants on its platform, as long as it's legal. Um, but... I I think the implementation of it was laughable, like, and you needed to anticipate it. Yeah. And all this has done is open up that old argument wound of, well, what, so what you're telling me is it's okay to show beheadings and mass shootings and, you know, referring to video games. It's okay to show right. that all day, every day, constantly, but it's not okay to have a drawn boob. So now we have, now we have to deal with that argument again, which I think there's valid, there's value in that argument. But if steam was looking to kick up dirt, Okay, tinfoil hat. Maybe this helps them in the long run. It keeps the focus on them and not on Kick and not on YouTube and not on whatever else. So people are flooding to Twitch to, to you know, see, ooh, that's where all the shit's going down. And so, yeah, I don't know. so maybe pulling the rug like this keeps the attention high. Maybe it 
does them no favors by pulling the rug. I don't know. I can't tell who I can't tell who benefits from any of this. To be honest, I don't. I, don't, I think everyone's lost the plot on Twitch a long time ago. Like it's hard to. I think nobody knows what works. It's just working. <laughs> like you know, like in terms of it being controversial. Because like I said, this stuff happens on other sites, and press sites don't publish a billion articles about it. It's just whenever there's a meta on Twitch, there's a, a journalism meta uh, about writing about Twitch. So I don't right. know. Right. Whether it's somebody's cookies, they don't like their expensive ass cookies, or the fact that they're in hot tubs. I mean, also mainly centered around what women are doing. Nobody, you know, unless guys are. It's usually isn't about dudes. Yeah, you're making a good. It's always like it's always like a a woman issue. It's like it's just women's always at the center of the topic and what they can and cannot do. It's kind of annoying too. Like it's. Yeah, and if you go to Kick, Kick has a whole. They have an upfront category for pools, hot tubs, and bikinis. I mean, they're leaning into it, and that's fine. I think they're having an impact because I think that's why I don't reacted. I, I I think if they were having an impact, I don't think people just wouldn't talk about Twitch. I think you know people like I I I think it seems like Twitch is doing bad, but actually, you know, I think they're still the number one place for people. I yeah. just. They have, I mean, Kix has its own problems. It has a whole IP, like caught, like pirated movies and TV channel. It isn't called that, but that's all the streamers on there do. Like, I don't know. It's just a problematic place. Like, I'm not sure if it's cool to just be watching. Like, I like the idea, but at the same time, I'm like, will I get in trouble if I do this stuff, like, very publicly? Like, what if I want to watch Community, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm on Kick where it's, like, cool to do it? I still could get directly messaged and sued for that shit. So... I don't think it's a, a wise place for anyone to be a part of. Yeah, you know? I kind of agree. Um, all right, final thing. This is kind of a big deal, but we'll just make it the last thing we mention because I don't know if we have much to add. But E3 is dead, and for good this time. Um, the, <laughs> ES- <already> died. <laughs> the ESA came out and said, well, last year they said, we're skipping this one, but we're coming back bigger than ever next year. That's what they said about, about next year, about 2024. They are no longer saying that. They are saying, we're done, we tried, we're out. This doesn't exist anymore. Congratulations, Jeff Keeley. You took our you took our thing. That's not what they're saying. I made that part up, but they're done. No more E3. All right. Again. GG. They're, GG they're done E3. again. They're done again. GG. I don't think we ever hear about it again, to be honest. I think we're finished. What if what if there's I, an E3 next year? What if hold it's on. Like, there's, there's still somebody I, keeping the no, lights on? I want to lean into this. In what capacity? Because I think you're right. Depending on how you define, there will never be another E3. There will not be an event called E3. Oh, E4 is coming. Oh, shit. (laughs) There will be an E3 in the future. They'll add another E to the list, so it's entertainment. Those go in E4. I say they'll do that. And an event called E3 will happen again, and Scott says no. Okay, that's our bet. I like it. That's the bet. All right. right. How long is there a statute of limitations? Well, let me ask you this. Does the ESA have to be the ones running it or no? No, that's no. why I was asking you. I was just saying an event called E3 will happen. Ah, oh, shit. That might that makes it a little that's more nebulous. That's why I asked you to clarify. All right, you know what? I'll stick to it, it's though. it's important. I'll stick to it. I don't think it's ever called E3 or the Electronic Entertainment Expo ever again. Even if something comes back, it won't be called that. And you're saying it will, right? Yes. Okay. Someone write this down. Remember this, Bo. Do you have a? Do you have a uh, no, I said it's, it's going to be E4. Like so. Oh, yeah. Bo's <laughs> bet is E4 is happening, which honestly, I think... Probably pretty. Likely, so, what would the final I can totally E be? Totally see someone going E four, man. 
Yeah, it's but what E3, if they went but electronic? <laughs> but it would have to e be electronic. E. It's E for you. What's EU. It's EU. But what's <laughs> your final E? What's the new E? You have to give it a, a thing. What, what What are the first three? I don't even know. Electronic <laughs> Entertainment Expo. And then what's the next um, E? For everyone or? Extreme. Oh, esports. Extreme? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, that's the first E. The, we're adding an E to the beginning. Extreme Entertainment Expo Euphoria. Oh, my god! Immediately. They spelled it weird. Immediately. <laughs> you put Euphoria on there. I love it. All right. Well, watch this space for the outcome of this bet, which will probably take years, but we'll years. do what we can. Yeah, it's a yearly thing, yeah. but we'll find out. We'll eventually. see what we can do. Uh, well, they're going to announce I, it's dead next year, so, you know. We'll, call him up as an old man. I was right. I was He's correct the whole time. Right now. I can die now. Eh. All right. This is that E4, bitch. How about this? That's a good question. I have an email. Uh, this is an email from Jordan from Manitoba. Okay. Uh, talk to the core gmail.com is the email address he used and says this greetings core crew. I just have to say, I love John's dinosaur facts from the latest episode. That is all of the show. Jordan. I don't remember this. Yeah. Man, Manitoba, what, pretty cold place. What'd you do? Bo or John, what, what'd you talk about dinosaurs? I don't remember the deal. I just talked about dinosaurs. People appreciate a good dinosaur fact or two. Well, what do you Although remember? I will say all my oh, dinosaur is knowledge the, is extraordinarily dated. This so. was about the Dildopolisosaurus or whatever. Oh, the di- right, the one that spits in Newman's face. Yeah, the Dilophosaurus. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a it's bigger than it's typically depicted. All right. So what we're going to do is from now on, we will find ways to bring in more dinosaur knowledge. All right, Jordan? This is dangerous. I do not have a deep well of dinosaur <laughs> knowledge. There's basically what I remember from when I was a child. Oh, okay. By all means, we'll try and put more dinosaur facts in the show. Now I'm picturing you with Dr. Grant at the beginning of Jurassic Park, the kid that's kind of a snot, and he's telling him how that raptor clock at That doesn't half. look very scary. I'm picturing you in that role now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you learned all, everything you know. <laughs> I think somewhere I have a Photoshop of me on that kid's face. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think I do. Hold on. I'll you a, keep talking. All right, I'll, I'll keep talking. If you do, send that over. All right. Uh, next up, we have a text. This came to us at 801-471-0462, as usual. And it says, uh, this is for Core. <laughs> <We don't, laughs> I tried to avoid the hams, but it got brought up. I still think 10 hams is a great... Like studio name for a game company. Oh yeah, I agree. Ten Hands Games. We've got to do that. Yeah. Anyway, for Core, and this is not this is anonymous, so I don't have their name. I'm curious, could there be a legitimate place for hiring hitmen in hardcore WoW? Could you theoretically work out a contract with a rogue or other ne'er do well to quote unquote take out a competitor or someone you simply find irksome in the game? I mean um, I don't I mean, know. If you can find a way to flag him for PvP, absolutely doable. Oh yeah, that'd be the way, right? Well, in but, hardcore, you know, does it work the same in hardcore? It's just it's not PvP on all the time. You have to flag it, right? Yeah, it's you okay. have to flag on for PvP. But there are quests that flag you on for PvP, which you could accidentally enable, and you could just walk too close to an, an opposing faction's town. Yeah, um, and you could just uh, there are people who like we've talked about this who name themselves after NPCs. Mm-hmm. And try to sit in their model and hide uh, with their PvP flag enabled, but they're like way higher level and spank noobs. Hmm. That happens. But in terms of you're talking about like an EVE online bounty system or something like that where you can hunt other players and, you know, go after them. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's 
I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't think it's the game for it. I don't think anyone. I don't know. Maybe you could. Yeah. I, I, if you're saying like, should wow modify the game to add that stuff in? Probably not. It probably just going to create a lot of complaining people for them and not a lot of good gameplay. Sure. Um, IMO. That's interesting though. Concept wise. Like I liked, I liked that the hardcore nature of the game might force people to tactically think different. It's not going to probably, if it wasn't like a 500 hour ask to get to level 60, you know, it is classic. Wow. <laughs> It's like, it's no small thing. Maybe if in a game where uh, losing a character isn't tremendously punishing, having a bounty system is fun and being wanted is fun, right? But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think, I think in this game, it, it just would kill. I mean, imagine a streamer playing that, like all the bounties on a streamer playing. Oh my gosh. Uh, just, you know. Just to troll them, like on yeah, it's not going to happen. But yeah. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, uh, bounty systems are fun, but not in a hardcore game. I don't think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, all right, quick note. Uh, I've de- I made a decision while we were reading those emails and stuff. Uh huh. That Disco Elysium code is now up on the Discord contest group, which means it's a good way to get people on Discord. If you haven't already joined our Discord, it's real easy to do. Go to frogpants.com slash Discord. You can sign up. There's a whole awesome, very active core group in there, uh, along with all the other Frog Pants stuff. But importantly, for this uh, thing that I'm mentioning, up on the, uh, or in that site, there's a giveaways under Frog Pants Central. There's a giveaways link, and I just started it. Disco Elysium. Oh, shit. 24 hours. We have four entries so far. If you're here live or you're at home, anyone gets a chance to win this thing. That's, That's how we're doing. That's a great idea. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so it's up and, and running. You, you just click that little box. almost got away with not screwing it up. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because Elysium is misspelled. Oh, shit. Oh, me gotcha. Is it? Is it? In There's the end. Oh, gotcha. Y. Oh, it's a Y, not an I? Shit. Well, yeah, anyway, you guys know. You spelled it Elysium. Elysium. <laughs> it sounds like a disease. So, anyway. A rose uh, by any other name would smell, would smell as sweet. So, you just you click know. that little uh, green checkbox and it and it enters you in. You're just in, and it will nice. It'll let you know when you win. It'll let me know who you are, and then I'll reach out to you and send you your code. All right. So hop you in. Hear there. that? Chat rooms. Get on the Discord if you aren't already. Go 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 go. That's right. And a big thanks to Noter One again for that donation. It was very kind of him to do that. Um. Okay. I think that's it. That is the show, everyone. And how do they get to the Discord? It's frogpants.com and find the link Slash there. Discord. Yep. Just go. You can find oh. it. Every page on the site has a link to the Discord. But if you want the quick way, just go to frogpants.com slash Discord and you're in. There's no weirdness. You don't have to have special passwords. You're just, you're just in. We make right, it nice and simple. 15 entries already. That's great. You yeah. Guys are awesome. So haul ass and get going. Uh, that is going to do it for today's show. Um, I would like to mention some new patrons, except I forgot to write their names down. And so that's a problem. <laughs> so you would like to, but you I would won't. like to, but I can't. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll have grandma do the roundup first while I go get these. So, Hey grandma, who, who, what games do we play? No, who, but what? And I understand all this talk of the movies has probably confused you as to what video games they talked about on this year program. So the games they played was the finals. That was the one where they were shooting. They talked about World of Warcraft, so you probably turned off the podcast. And they talked about House Flipper 2, (laughs) Grapple Dog. That's the one with the dog that grapples, according to Scott. (laughs) Shocking. Uh, 
He also talked about Mars First Logistics, which is a game where you're on Mars. That's obvious. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 Gears... Go- Wait. You didn't talk about these games. I'm not going to read them. Yeah. Fortnite, Blood West, Baldur's Gate 3, War Tales. Bo also mentioned Asgard's Wrath 2 and that he didn't play it. So we're apparently talking about <laughs> games we didn't play. I'm going to play it next week, Grandma. He also played Dungeons and Dragons. Good for him. Oh, good for him. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'll now say these names because I have them. Our brand new patrons at patreon.com slash core show include Adelaide po- Plozage. I'm not sure how to say that. I apologize. Uh, Zerti, Koff, Sean O'Connor, William Van Drill, uh, Vorderen, Vorderen. I love that that one threw you. <laughs> that one really the did. Most off. <laughs> uh, Seb and like Casey Duran Butler. Duran. Look at all these wonderful yeah. people, wonderful Vor- human beings. Vorderen really threw. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, week. I, w- I want to say uh, shout out to Zerti, although he left the season of Discovery Guild, but he was our off tank. Oh my! Uh, last week, but what'd you do to piss him off? Did oh. you do something mean? What'd you do? Yeah, why'd why you, you kick no, him out of was, the guild? He was though. nice. I think maybe we weren't good enough. At one point, I joked, "I'm like, welcome to the over forty raid," and then. I think he said he wasn't over 40. Oh, he was like, I'm not hanging with these olds. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait a, wait a second. Hang out with old people. That's not cool at all. He's pretty good, but uh, I guess he's not in the guild anymore. No, so but he is, a, he is a supporter of the show, which makes me very happy. Patreon.com slash core show is where you can go. You'll get no commercials. You'll get pre-show, post-show content. You'll get all kinds of other benefits, including artwork in the mail and other monthly stuff, monthly host shows, specials, all that stuff. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash core show. And don't forget coming up i don't know if it's next week or the week after we're doing our end of year uh oh shit we gotta like i gotta remember gotta, what i played yeah, we this gotta year. think about that i, I got some ideas be, i think it'd be two weeks right yeah, i think it'd be two weeks and i have some ideas 21st is our pre-christmas and then 28th is our pre-new year so. yeah i have a couple ideas i think it'd be really fun but we'll we'll we're all gonna we we do this every year and we don't we never talk enough so we're gonna talk this year big time we're gonna figure it out okay so watch for that a couple of weeks uh before the end of the year you'll get it okay everybody all right uh that's gonna do it for us talk to the court gmail.com if you got any questions or questions uh, questions or questions i don't know why i said that twice <laughs> hit you us also- up with your questions or questions <laughs> if you don't have any questions you can ask us questions and that, that's uh, right your questions about a question that's right and if you'd rather test your test Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Test, text your questions about questions. 801 471 That's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo, and for all of you. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. I'm really good at my job, am I not? I'm so happy I can help you out.